Hello ladies and gents and welcome to season 2 episode 31 of the Homestead in UK podcast. I'm Al, I'm here with my mate Mike, how are you doing Mike? <laughs> episode time. 31. Episode 31 of season 2 and in fact it's the 62nd episode we've recorded. Wow. And so going forward I'm just going to go to episode 63 from next time mate. Which wow is that's going to confuse, confuse a, few people, a lot of people isn't it? They're going to look that. at it and go oh my god there's 30 episodes. Yeah yeah yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just bored of doing a season 2 episode so I'm just going to go episode 63 mate. That's, that's done. So from the next from one. next one. Yeah next one. But it's season 2 episode it's 31. a really random number. Oh no I just yeah. Well no it's not because season 1 was 31 episodes as well. Oh right well, that works. I'll just so, get my coffee. Yeah get your coffee. So um, you can set the seat. I'll set the seat. Well, we're back in, in the workshop, aren't we? And the plans. Well, I'm going to sit around and watch you put your boot jump together a bit more because that's uh, that's come along nicely. I think you put some pictures in the group, didn't you, about that? And well, last night. Um, it'll be finished nearly today. Yep. So we're going to drag that out, and like I say, the actual framework of it will all be done, and um, and then I'll start thinking about what kind of accessories and stuff like that. But. Hmm. Um, I wasn't going to have a fridge, but I found a really good deal on my marketplace. Eight quid for a 12-volt fridge. Oh, really? That's nothing, is it? No. And it's on my way home, so... Yeah. I'm going to pick that up tomorrow. And, um, yeah, hopefully, you know, it will be ready so that in the spring, when the weather warms up a tiny bit, um, I can use it for some little holidays. Yeah. And I'm sure that it will change and adjust it, get adjusted and stuff like that. I'm... Thinking about making some window boxes today, using the cardboard as a to template out some windows. But yeah. on this particular model of Bilingo or Partner, um, the window bays are about two inches uh, less deep. So um, a lot of people don't bother. They don't think you get that much out of it. But I'll have a look and see. Yeah. Even if they were open-fronted shelves with a little bit of the bungee around the front, it yeah. just takes stuff off of the floor and it might work. I don't know yet. All right. We'll have a look into that as we go. Okay. All right. But, um, yeah, we're going to drag this timber out in a minute. But what, what are we doing today, mate? Well, I, I thought it was about time we did. And I know that people really enjoy this episode that we do at the end of, or the beginning of the year, or the end of the year, depending on how you look at it. When we pretend we've done loads of stuff. Oh, when, when we go over everything when, we should when, have done. When we, when we talk about the not resolution, the targets, goals, yeah. Um, people seem to like the episode. It seems to get the really good listener numbers. And, and I enjoy doing it. So I thought we'd come back and do that this year now for, for 2024. I can't remember any. Well, I, I've, I've gone, I made the, took the liberty of writing them down. I think or not, I, think so I can gonna, tell you what they are. I think I'm going to fail probably. Um, so what I like to do in the first half is just to go over last year's and just talk about what we did and didn't achieve from last year's targets we set ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then um, in the second half, we'll come back and we'll set some new ones for 2024 and, and try and think about the year, year ahead and what we'd like to try and do in that time. All right? I'm well up for that. So... I think we should just get straight into it today, to be honest. I, I haven't got anything to talk about otherwise much in any case. I've not done anything very much still, I'm afraid. I'm still in the same position as okay. before. So there's not much for me to talk about. But I think if we start doing catch-ups and stuff, we'll end up getting bogged down and perhaps not get through it or we'll end up being a monster episode. Okay, let's just right. talk about the weather, though, because it has been very, evil. very cold. Yeah. And I, and I would say not, not, not on an average or what have you, but in relation to where we were... We had a big temperature drop, probably by nearly, what, 10 degrees? 10, 10 degrees, 10 degrees. Yeah. Um, and that lasted, what, for about 10 days? Yep. And there was heavy frost, ice on the roads, and it was staying low. It yeah. was staying low during the day, and it yeah. was something to do with a polar vortex. Or I don't know it wasn't getting called. much above freezing at one point, was it? At no, I would say, we're, we're in, even in the south coast, 
we were hovering around minus one. And we even had a hard frost where I was. Well, so yeah, a few, a few days in a row. So, but obviously, people in the northern parts of the British Isles have had quite heavy snow and yeah. still are. Um, and yeah, it was um, interesting. And then, and then that's we've gone through that sort of ten days back into um, more mild weather. Yep. And I mean, it jumped didn't it overnight about ten degrees yeah, again, the other way. Yeah. And we're a little bit high now. Yeah, for a average. Bit above average for the time of year. So yeah. we've gone to what was a little bit below average, and now we're a little bit above average. So. I would say it's about what well mind you it's lovely today in the sunshine. I was say, it must have been about that 12, it? 12 yeah. degrees or yeah, so. Yeah. Um, but what that has meant for me, I'll just talk about it, is that the things in the polytunnel actually froze. Did they? Yeah, so I had ground frost in the polytunnel and heavy ground frost. Wow. So the things which survived last year mm. haven't, so my celery's gone now. Yeah. It, it, it got battered overnight, as did the celeriacs and things like that. Um, and so what that has done though is kind of forced my hand. So I'll spend the rest of this week and next week clearing all of that out now because, you know, I was getting food off it, so there's no point taking it out. Yeah. But um, it's forced my hand now to get, get in all of those crops, um, compost everything, put the manure on the vacant soil, turn it over and get it, give it a, a few months rest so that it can sit and chill out. But I have had to do quite a bit of watering. What, inside? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because those 10 days, you know, things did really dry out. It's funny how cold really dries everything, doesn't it? Of course, it? unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. But what that meant for me, though, is that I had 10 really crisp, cold days, and I was able to get in and do probably 80% of my coppicing. Yeah. So, what, what was poor weather for some things was ideal for what I needed. Mm. Even slip, slip, you know, um, sliding logs across the top of each other, so yeah. much easier when, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, if it's wet, it's slippery, yeah. whereas if it's icy, it runs yeah. nice. And, yeah. and, and also, you know, because you have to wear quite a lot of protective equipment, you don't get as hot. Yeah. So it just makes sense to cut in the cold. And, yeah, uh, it's no fun doing it in August, I can tell you from experience. No, it's not, it's not, no. not when it should happen, is it? No, no definitely not, no. <laughs> so so my, my time has literally been managing coppicing, yeah. tidying up, doing all those jobs. But um, I know that lots of people are kind of doing their seed orders and things like that. But that's what, that's what I've actually been doing yeah, mainly. Yeah, I, and my, I'll put some pictures up of that. My physical capacity to do those things at the moment yeah. is not there. That's, at least it's this, um, at least it's not... At least it's not July, mate. No, no, and that's that's been the one saving grace. Is it's now rather than July. Hopefully, it'll be sorted and resolved. By of course, this. it will, mate. Yeah, we'll see. You'll start to feel better, yeah. like a new bud. I'd be just, nice, wouldn't it? Just in March, when <laughs> everything's bringing forth. Yeah. I've been able to make some bread lately, which has been nice. Um, yeah, we've got a sourdough there. We'll cut that open in a minute and have a little oh, go. Dear, what a shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I made some bread. Yeah, and I made some um, uh, fruit sultana loaf like I've been doing but I'd, yeah. I'd stop doing that for a little bit I think a lot of people do that in January they feel that they want to lose a bit of weight or mm. maybe fit, get a bit healthier or fitter yeah. and stuff like that and so after the excesses of Christmas so I had probably three weeks off of making a lot of sweets at home and I still make the bread because that's just like a staple in my house but I'm not eating as much bread at the moment no. so um that, that, that was kind of coupled with it, really. So, so yeah, if I can't eat bread, I ain't making any. No, <laughs> no that's not true. No. I, made, I made more rolls and, and focaccia yeah. for the family to eat. Yeah. Stuff like that. So. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. All anyway, right. that's the podcast. Bye. Yeah, that's it. Right, right. <laughs> so let's just crack straight into, into the, the, um, the show from last year, just catching up on last year's objectives we set. All right. If, if you hear muffles, it's because I'm under the bench. Just, just, yeah, do as you're doing, mate. Um, and I've, I, for some reason, I've got two more than you. I don't know how that worked out. Well, they're looking nice, aren't they? I did make that, though. I thought that would be nice. So Mike's got a little handmade chopping board there. 
which looks very nice, I have to say. Bit of oak flooring, Beautiful. that is. Yeah. It's had woodworm, been and gone. Yeah. I hope it's gone anyway. <laughs> it's going to get a shot when you start cutting on it if it's not. Uh, that's a little sideline we do here. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's going in my van, mate. That's perfect, isn't it? It's just, just lightweight. Right. Get a little small, small loaf of bread on there. Get a bake of sandwich on there, mate. Get a bake of sandwich on there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to do mine. I'll go first. Go on, boss. is the gist of it, because I've got well, All of them, or one and one? I'll just do one and one, yeah. So my first one was just about um, efficiency, if you remember, oh, and yeah. um, storage, in particular storage efficiency. Yeah, I remember. Um, and trying to get my storage sorted out, for, particularly for wood. Yeah. Which I did achieve. You did. Um, and I didn't have it all full of cut logs this year, but I did have a lot of cut logs ready to go going into winter. Um, still using a lot of those. And the next one then was water management, which I have to say, I, no, I didn't get anywhere near. What, what happened, I think, was um, whereas you used to be able to pick up water butts free on Facebook Marketplace, people suddenly realised that water butts are quite valuable. Yeah, and, I've and got so to they say, start... though, they're there now. Right, okay. So now's the time to look, you reckon? Because I've seen free ones now, which okay. you didn't see any free ones. No, I couldn't see any and free ones. And I've seen free you. ones which have not been snapped up. Right, okay. I should have sent them to you. Yeah, I'll have to keep an eye on So I saw two last week, because I've, I've got one. Yeah. I've picked up one more. Yeah. Um, but I saw a couple free with stands and lids mm. and things like that. And so I think what happens is, maybe this is just a symptom of uh, people's comfort or short-sightedness in a way but when you don't need them people kind of forget about them you know they mm. go out but i can guarantee you know in june mm. that's when people want them that's yeah. when they're looking for them so yeah. there is amongst many other things an element of preparing when it's at its most effective yeah, yeah. and if you're yeah. looking at not spending money yeah. buying things out of season is is makes sense doesn't it well, I certainly um, was looking from on and off all through last year, and it was like you, you couldn't get them. They okay. were, people wanted money for them, and, and even the big blue barrels that sometimes yeah. you see. I managed to get a few of those, but I had to pay for them. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, only a fiver each, but still, you know. It's, and, they're, and they're big old water storage. They'd be great if I ever get around to get them. They've got a lid or a base, though, they? They've got no, no lid, no base. They've got, well, these, these ones came with the lid, but the lid had been cut off. You know, the, the top had been cut off, yeah, and they didn't fit anymore. So I'm just thinking I'm just going to get some bungee cord and a bit of black plastic and put it over the top. They're a bit ugly in all of them. Well, I've got a couple of spots I can put them out of the way. So ah, it's all right. Where I want to put them is really out of the way and no one can see it. So um, I thought if I put three of them together and then just so fire, put, right? you know, put them, line them up next to each other and connect them up. Yeah. That's like, I don't know, 600 litres or something. That's quite a lot, mate. More, 900 litres maybe, that's a lot of water. And then I've got to then worry about water storage on the, on the property. There's plenty of rain coming, so it should be, you know. What, mate? There is, but we yeah. always get to that stage. If you've if you're got limited amount of space like I have and you have, yeah. you know, I had to do it once this year to fill my water butts up from mains. Yeah. And, and it's not, you feel bad doing it, yeah. but, you, but you want it, so you just do it. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it's about whether I'll, when it comes to it, whether I'll actually use it. Because I'll be in a hurry, because I always am. And I'll be like, oh. I think you'll always need it. I'll always need it. It's yeah. whether I'll actually use it if the hose is there as well. Oh, right. Yeah. I was thinking so. There's an option oh, to my, use the My hose. water pressure's better off my water <laughs> <than my laughs> Yeah, mine really isn't, you see. So that'd be the difference. Oh, so, I anyway, I did, I did, well, I use mine as dip tanks, if I'm being totally honest with you. I don't, I don't so use that, it as a hose. That's probably a better idea. Yeah, so I'll just have the tops that flip up, and then I'll yeah. just have 
three or four really yeah. good watering cans. Because those blue ones would be good for dip tanks. Just have to have yeah, an then, easy way of getting the lid on. And them. I've got to say, it's better if you're asking someone else to water your garden as well. Yeah. Because what you can do is actually, you can literally take, you can fill up the watering cans and put them where they've got to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so even having yeah. like 10 watering cans, if you're away for a week and you want someone to, well, you can put them all in. Mm. They're not, they're not, someone's just, they're never going to turn anything yeah. on, just go in and do it, don't they? Yeah. So right. maybe try that. And then the other last bit that was part of that about storage was a wider range of canned goods. Right. Um, which, somewhat successful, but I didn't do the things that I wanted to do. I said at the beginning, I think the idea that I had with that was trying to get some ready meals, you know, like get some stew in a, in a jar on you. the shelf. Yes. Yeah, right. And I never got around to that. I did make some different preserves. Okay. Yeah, I made some pickles. In fact, I bought some of my beetroot with me. Oh dear. We'll have a little go in a minute. Um... But I didn't do the making the stews, the big stews, all the baked beans or whatever it is. That I've, I was thinking I might do, unfortunately. So is that because you've relied more on a freezer? Just or or have you not done any mate. batch cooking? I just ran out of time. I just I've done a bit, but mm. it's one of those things that it's not. It was never at the top of the list. There's there's, a, there's an issue certainly with the amount of jars I've got. I've got enough jars. Right, kill, yeah. the, kill the jars. Yeah, and I need to, and it's the, two, the, the ones with the two-part lids, and I need some bigger ones. I'm, I'm causing chaos. It's because I'm trying to make enough space to get my boot jump on the go. Coach. Oh, that's going to be a um, Yeah, it's going to be nice. Is that not that on the floor? Oh, I'm feeling <laughs> the pressure in that, man. What? <laughs> Coke. Oh, dear. Um, oh, you sure about that? That's your phone, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to spray everywhere. No, it's not. I've got a very delicate touch, Alan. I was going no. for a sound wave. Um, didn't really happen, did it? No, I think it was just like it wasn't priority for the jars that I had. Yeah. And it was just time after that. It's just like I was so busy. It's ridiculous. Through the summer. And there's always things that come and go, isn't there? I mean, I know I, I, I can I remember one or two of mine, and I know certainly I haven't done that. Mm. But funnily enough, they come round, and I think sometimes when you set these targets, it might take a year even for you to get sorted. But it's about bringing it into your consciousness, isn't it? And, and about how, you know, I know that last week I was, I was looking around and I saw an Ezio maker and I thought, yeah. oh, I could get that. Yeah. Um, because I really wanted some yoghurt in the week mm -hmm. because I'm using yoghurt now that I'm eating overnight oats. Yeah. And I wanted yoghurt for my sourdough. Yeah. Uh, my soda bread. Yeah. And, um, and I was a bit annoyed that I didn't have any and that I could have made it myself. Because if I, if even if I'd have had an easy O, I could have, I could have, yeah, made the bread tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it takes a day, I think. Yeah. I don't know quite know how long it takes, but. Well, sourdough. Uh, no, no, the soda bread. Oh, the soda bread. Sorry. So you need to make yogurt. Right. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Yogurt's about ten hours. Yeah. Yeah. So ten, I could well, have made it. Hours you know. on the milk using, yeah, yeah. So I could have done it. Yeah. So um, it's just about having that. But I want to learn the process of just making yogurt first. So. But also, some of it is seasonal. So the pressure for having water storage. Mm. It needs to be there for the summer. It does, yeah. By that point, by the time I got around to sort of getting to do it, I was too busy doing other things to yeah. actually do it. Yeah. And then I've not been well enough lately anyway to do it. So we're going to have some season. Um, we're going to have some seasonal targets this year. Well, mine, mine are going to be very different this year. I think certainly different oh, than what they were going to be. We'll see. Um, so yeah, some just eat caviar twice a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I just just didn't get around to some of it, and that's just that's the reality of the lifestyle that we live, isn't it? Yeah. It's the reality of you know being a working parent and. Cool, look at this mystery box coming out. Oh, right. Go on, mate, you can grab that side. Um, it's, a loose, it's a loose bit on the top, but if you go one bit, I'll shoot it. There we go. Um, so, yeah, it's just the reality of, of lifestyle, isn't it? You know, people are just too busy, and sometimes things get left by the wayside, but that's okay. 
That's okay. It's okay to let that happen. Anyway, your first one, you wanted to have a really nice garden. Yeah. You're going to do some dahlias. Well, you're going to tidy and clear out. Yeah. And you were going to make a snacking or lunchtime garden. Uh, right, so what did we do? I definitely had dahlias. Though, <laughs> had dahlias I? Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of dahlias. Yeah. And I had a lot of... I grew a heritage garden this year. Okay. I asked my mum and dad about their parents, what they grew. Yeah. And I actually did that. Oh, right, okay. So I had um, my granddad's favourite, which was yellow carnations. So I yeah. grew those from seed. Yeah. I've never grown flowers. No. I'm not... I, no, I remember you saying last year. I yeah. don't know a lot about flowers. Yeah. So I wanted to grow some flowers, so I did. And yellow chrysanthemums were my granddad's favourite. Yeah. White hydrangeas were my other grandfather's favourite. I haven't got them yet. And um, I really, like from when, when we were at the farm the year before, the lady who does the flowers here grew um, loads and loads of, what's names? Oh, I can't Dahlias. Dahlias. Mm. And so I wanted to try those. And um, I got some... Dahlia bulbs or rhizomes, I don't even know what they're called. Tubers. Tubers. Mm. And they were unbelievable. Yeah. I had so many, so many of them. But what was really nice is that I also grew some dahlias from seed. Okay, yeah. And that was like really good. And I've been able to lift all of those now. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even the ones that I grew from seed look okay. So I've lifted them up, put them in, in just in trays and that, and they're in my greenhouse. So I don't know whether they'll survive, because it did get very got cold. very cold, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, mine, are always, mine are in the ground year-round in my place. Right. The difference I've got is that my soil is chalky, mm. so they don't like it very wet. No, but they were yeah, in raised beds. I, I, did, so, I, did I, I definitely haven't got them all out, I know no. that. So, but no. the idea is that I have a I have an area in the garden next year where... Normally I put some perennials in and then they get, a, uh, I put some annuals in and they yeah. get a bit lost and yeah. then I don't look after them as well and the bindweed comes up and batters everything. So yeah. what I thought I might do is actually just plant a load of, um, I can't even remember what they're called, right? Dahlias. <laughs> yeah, going back with the dahlias again, yeah? Well, I've got, no, I've got them. Got, yeah, so, so I'd rather than put them where they were, because yeah. I've got another plan for that bed, yeah. I might move the dahlias all the way up the border. Okay, yeah. And when I say border, it's just a foot long bed. Yeah. There's an, and and it, you know, it, it will get a bit weedy. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I certainly didn't have as much time in the garden no. this year. Um, and I don't know whether that's because I'm doing it all day. And when I go home, I don't actually want to do mm. gardening. But I don't think it is that. I don't, I don't know. I think, it might, I think it might be more that I was just doing other things. I don't think it was a conscious decision that I don't want to do gardening and I'm sitting at home doing something else. I don't think I was there very often. I know what happened for me last year was that the focus changed. We had all these plans, and yeah. then um, my cousins from Canada, Trevor. And yeah, yeah, you had you had big big family visit, come over, and and that was it was a possibility. I think when we spoke, and then it, it was happening, and then yeah. they were staying with us. It was like, well, actually, I'd really like to get these things done before they arrive. Yeah. So it became then a catalyst to get a lot of the jobs done in the house. Yeah. That we wouldn't otherwise have done. So then my focus shifted from being outside to being inside yeah. for you know. Fairly large periods of time, yeah. and that just takes away that time to do those other things, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, what I did do though is in my plastic powerhouse, I grew uh, obviously the flowers. Yeah, and, and there wasn't such a space pressure. But I remember that in March, M- April, May, even when I was sewing here for eight hours a day, mm. I was still going home and sewing in the afternoon, yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting in my little patch of garden mm. and doing it. And uh, and the pressure was that it wasn't all about food mm. you know 
I, I didn't only grow those flowers. I grew some really nice sweet peas. Yeah. I grew some nicotiana. And I grew one other thing. I want to say verbena. Sort of tall, tall plant with a purple lilac head. Bees love it. Verbena bonariensis. Something like that. Long, quite yeah, spindly, kind of feathery. Little, yeah, little of yeah. I grew those for bees, and because I, I had been talking about about flowers, um, for insect bringing insect life into yeah. the garden, and yeah. I'm only going to go and do more of that next yeah. year because it was amazing the difference that some of the dahlias had. Yeah. On, on on insect life, okay, and so I've Bumblebees kept. Bees in particular like them, don't they? It was a certain certain flowers were mm. covered mm. with bees, whereas avidalias maybe it was the structure because they're so varied, aren't they? Well, you get the double flower ones, and sometimes the insect the pollinators can't get can't get so, like the pom pom ones and all that. Yeah, but there was good. these open ones that we yeah. had here, and they were mm. covered. I, yeah. And so I've found out what their ones are, and I'm going to try and grow those next year. I've kept some of those. And I just thought I might have a real go at increasing the insect life in my garden next year. And, and maybe I've always had a thing about moths. Mm. I love them. And I'd like to learn about them. And so for me, increasing insect life, but well, I can talk about this later, but, yeah. um, and, and, and really, uh, and developing that level of understanding mm. would, would be most easily, uh, you know, accessible through growing decent plants. Nice. So, yeah, so there was some flowers. Just going to pause there a second, mate. Okay, so my second one then um, was cheese. And I talked about trying to do some aged cheeses. Aged cheeses? Yeah, and that just hasn't happened, mate. That just hasn't happened. What's an aged cheese? I wanted to do some more mature cheeses, like some, some harder cheeses. I wanted to try and do some, like... So I think I talked about having three or four different types of cheese. Yeah. Adding a few strings to the bow. You know, I've got the lavender down. I've got the, the soft goat's cheese down. I wanted to make, so I had a semi-ripe, semi-sort of firm cheese that I did once. It worked, worked out quite well. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a go at doing a few more. And I've got all the gear for it. And it's sat on the shelf. And then I've done nothing with it all, week, all year, mate. Just didn't happen. Just uh, one of those things that fell by the wayside. I'm Still afraid, fancy so. it? Or have you lost, uh, lost a bit of... I think, I think part of it was the cost of the goat's milk to get started yeah and so it was such a big outlay for yeah. a risk that you know and i had to chuck a few away yeah things like that so it was a big outlay on a bit of a risk and i think realistically i need a better setup if i'm gonna go and do that i have got now um wax for cheese mm-hmm. and i've got a vacuum sealer more on which later on um but i don't know i might have to i might have to try it another time have a little crack at it but I'm not completely off of it, but I just think one of the things I'm going to say later on is going to be about trying to simplify a bit. Mm. And that might be one of the areas where you don't quite make the cut, you know? We'll see. It's, you know, as, as you know, when other things come in to the, you know, the fold, other things have to move out because you can't do everything all the time. No. And I suppose it's all about balancing, as you've always said, cost of time, mm-hmm. cost of resources. Yeah quality of product that yep. you're going to get back yep. and obviously the health benefits and so on and so forth and then of course there is that bit about personal interest and pleasure and what you like doing yeah. and stuff like that because somewhere along the line you prioritise the things which you place the most value on but that isn't always about money because I can tell you now 
it's way cheaper to buy your own timber. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When I look at the manpower hours that, that I put in, yeah, I probably, you know, I've measured it, I've measured it, I, you know, this year, I'm probably burning six stacks, six meter cube loose. Yeah. Which is three pickups. Mm -hmm. And I could probably get that for 500 pound. Yeah. I probably spend at least 10 days a year cutting, stacking, right. sorting, splitting. Yeah. So, so you, you, you look at it like that, don't you? Yeah. But I really enjoy cutting, stacking, Which is splitting, then, and then the whole different conversation, isn't it? And then it, it becomes it? about the, what else do I get from doing that? Yeah, yeah. I enjoy the activity. Yeah. I love the working environment. Yeah, yeah. I really like the baking sandwiches that happen when I'm in the yeah, woods. Yeah. I camp down there sometimes. Yeah. I do it with my son. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it becomes about other things. So it's mm. not just about the cost of it. But somewhere in all of us is this thing about being able to provide something which is which takes a bit of work, mm. you know, and having pride in it mm. and not being reliant. Mm. And for me, the base need of warmth and comfort. I want to be in control of it. Mm. I'm sure that I could buy logs for a hundred quid a meter sack. Or whatever, right, uh, right. What but do I do? I... It's like it's it, it's like it's about being self reliant mm. and and being proud of it. You know, I like that I go and cut my own wood. Mm. I really am interested well, it, in it. It does mean that when you then talk about heating your house, and you know, because the the we've spoken before about the propaganda around log burners and one of the things that, that they're coming out with is it's not actually cheaper to heat your house with the log burner than it is with the gas which I'm not I'm not sure if that's true or not but it's certainly not true if you're cutting your own wood it's definitely not true if you're cutting your own wood <laughs> you it? know and, it's and basically free absolutely can of, can of fuel and you're away aren't you and, and, and I'm sure that there would come a time when as I get older it becomes too hard or dangerous yeah to cut it myself or or, um, you know, if I didn't have access to free wood, yeah, you know, if I wasn't managing a piece of coppice and yeah. I had to find my wood in other, other ways, yeah. I probably wouldn't reach enough quota. It, well, never, it was never a problem before, mind you. Well, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm not quite reaching it, but that's more because I've not got, I didn't have the back catalogue. I'm still building up from nothing no. still two years Two years down the line. But you could come out with me for a, a weekend. Yeah. You would have. And I would like to do that at some point yeah. when I'm feeling up to yeah. doing it. You would because, have, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, because I mean, I, I think it's it's quite feasible. Yeah. If I mean, I've got lengths, like three foot long lengths of, of timber in my garden mm. just tucked away behind some of my nice flowering shrubs that I've got. And now the leaves are down from a lot of it. Um, I can see it all in there. It's now all, it's the time, man. Now, well, now would be the time, right? <laughs> yeah? yeah, and it's looking at me like, come and cut. There's no way I can do it. But um, I reckon with that and with what I've already got, I might already have enough timber for next mm. winter now, and that's the position I needed to get to. Mm. So going back to my first one, which is about wood storage, that was the position mm. I needed to get to, so that I could then build from that. Yeah. So going forward now, what I gather will be not for next winter, but for the winter after. Yeah, and then the pressure's taken off. It's not, oh, I've got to gather enough for this coming right. winter. I can get it now and it can be wet. Yeah, and, it's and okay. I learned a big lesson this year in that I cut a lot down. Yeah. And, and, and it was in stick, so it yeah. was probably about two metre long lengths. Mm. 
And then I was up there and I lengthed it and I chained it up yeah. into lengths. Yeah. And then I didn't go and split it. Right. And so I've got rotten logs now on the floor right. from two years ago. Yeah. The top half's okay, but the bottom of the pile is unserviceable. Yeah, yeah. And that's the first time I've ever been in that position. Yeah. If I'd have left it in the length, yeah. it'd have been all right. Been all right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I've learned my own lesson yeah. there because I like quite a tidy coppice as yeah. well. So what I've in effect created is some natural habitat yeah. dead wood piles yeah. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> but they're just a bit in the and way that's what I've done mine's actually on a pallet yeah. in behind the thing so it's off the ground so it should be fine yeah, but it also I, I bet you when I get to it there'll be hedgehogs in there which Ooh. I'm not rushing no, I can't rush to anyway but no. well, I wouldn't rush to it in any case No, but, what but it will need doing now in the spring if I can do it yeah and what happened with me is that I got to a position where I was going through the log pile I had mm. and it was you know I was picking through it and it was wet and it wasn't great yeah. and stuff like that and it was actually better for me to cut fresh and split and yeah. put it in yeah. because, because it was a much better product. And yeah. so I've had to take that on the chin, really. Yeah. Um, and I've been able to recognise that and learn from that error. Yeah. But I've also been able to recognise how, exactly how much timber I need. Mm. And so I cut and pile my pallets using a closed square. Yeah. And I need three of those a year. Right. And I've burnt way more this year than last year. Yeah, well, I'll have burnt a lot more this year than last year as well. I've got fire on every day. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. looking at how much I need, what I need, um, I've I've felled some stuff for myself. I've done a lot of felling here. Yeah. And I've felled some stuff. Mm. But I will, I will probably need to do maybe another five or six days of work up at the woods to get enough for next year mm. and I also want to sell firewood next yeah. year only probably two or three clients yeah right but what I want to do is cut one or two extra piles yeah and so if I don't sell it it's never a problem yeah yeah, yeah well, no, no. <laughs> but I'd like to be able to pay for my saws I'd like to be able to pay for my firewood by selling, selling some so selling because it, when so. I'm there yeah it's okay yeah you know once I've, once I've filled it and I'm right. just pushing it through. So I won't chuck out those big builder's bags I've got then. For I'll keep hold of those so you can, then you can bag them up to deliver. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could do. Because I, I did buy a bag just before Christmas because I thought it would be better than what I had stored. And it wasn't the case at all. No, it probably my, isn't. My timber that I've got stored is much better and drier than yeah, the stuff that I bought that was supposedly ready to go. Mm -hmm. So um, that's been a learning curve as yeah. well. Well, I've got a small trailer, you see. Yeah. I've got a small six foot by three four four foot trailer yeah. and even just flat yeah i mean that's got to be a hundred odd quid's worth of timber yeah. in there to deliver loose yeah. on the side of the road i'm not you know well, mine mine the, yeah like i said the bag i had was 80 quid which seems to be the going rate now in my area for a loose for, stack, for, for, sack. For, for a meter sack yeah loose yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big difference between loose and then. Oh, they're not stacked in it. No, no. not even close. Okay, no. so um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's about the going rate. So, yeah. so I, I, and then, and then obviously people charge more to stack it. Yeah, and I think that's fair enough because it yeah. takes a long time. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if you're lugging it up a driveway or, yeah, or yeah. up a path and putting it yeah. somewhere, I understand that that oh. costs more money. Yeah, and yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'd have no problem charging people to do no. that as well. No. You know, just look at your hourly rate and see how much it would be, isn't it? it don't take very long. I have to say, I mean, I. I had to get some help this year, but it's only about a, a, a loose thing like that. It's only about five or six wheelbarrow falls, believe it yeah. or not. That's all it is. It's hardly anything, really. Yeah, to stack it up, then you're looking at an hour's yeah. work, probably. Not even that, I shouldn't think. Not, yeah, not long. Not long at all. Um, but no, it, it, it's nice to be able to have it there, but it's, uh, 
I'd prefer, I don't think I'll be paying for it if I can avoid it. It's a great story in um, that Norwegian woodcutting book. Oh, go on. About sure a guy it, on. who's about 80 or something mm. like that, and he's always cut his own wood. Yeah. Um, in Norway, though, your wood comes green. Right. And you buy it in cord. So right. it's three feet or four feet long. Yeah. And then you do the next bit of cutting at your house. Right. So it gets delivered in the cord. Yeah. And then you cut it and split yeah. it. Yeah. So it comes, you know, like in, in lengths. Yeah. And then the guy's quite an old chap. Yeah. And uh, and so um, he, he would chain it up and stuff like that. And then they said he can't use the chainsaw. So he bought an yeah. automatic chainsaw. Yeah. And then um, and then he had, you know, health problems. Went to the doctor and the, and the doctor said, you can't use an axe anymore. You can't, you can't yeah. chop anymore because the vibrations get yeah. transferred to your skull. So he just went and bought a log splitter. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, that, and, and that meant that he was still in control of yeah. it. You know what I mean? And I yeah. quite like that idea. Yeah. So even though, I, you know, I've got a few more years of cutting and yeah. felling and dragging and it's yeah. appalling, man. Um, I'll always be able to find a way around it, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. There's always solutions. There's always solutions. Absolutely always solutions. And, yeah. uh, They're not perfect solutions often, but there's always a way to, to do it in there. Yeah, and, and I am seriously contemplating how I could fit another stove in my house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd love one around the other side because I've got a snug room yeah. with a stove in it. And then I've got a TV room around the other side, which lends itself very well to having a stove because I've got a, a wall with a you know single story and I can yeah. bring a flue up on the outside. And, um, and I would definitely do that. I'd like to put one in our that. bedroom. I like a cold bedroom, so I, I would be more likely yeah, to true, put. Actually. I'd be more likely to put. A, I've got a double oven, yeah, and I never use one oven, right. and I never use one set of hobs, yeah. I'd be more likely to put a small wood burning range, okay, in my kitchen, yeah, yeah, and then be able to cook in it in an emergency because yeah. in because my I've got gas hobs, but my yeah. oven don't work in a power cut. No, speaking of which, I've had two days of that this week. Have you? Yeah. We had we had a load of like thirty second power cuts for a mm. short period. I like several of them in about a week. No, I, don't, I had Monday, had... Monday, all, all Monday evening, Monday night. That because the wind. Yeah, because of the two yeah. name storms, and then yesterday I had yeah. it. It was off, but it was on by the time I got up in the morning. So, yeah. but it, it for me that's all about hot water. It's the only thing yeah. that we miss. Yeah. Because if you've got a gas fired boiler, it still doesn't work if you've got no electricity, no. and so I would. You know, I, I would I would go backwards. I know, I'm not sure my wife would like to anymore, no. but I would go backwards to having a small back boiler put in yeah. and things like that. If I had the money, yeah. you know, I'd have a solid fuel Rayburn tomorrow, but it does have an impact on your whole house because it obviously puts soot everywhere and things like that. You know, yeah. it's airborne, isn't it? And it does yeah. it does grime up places in the winter. Well, That's I bought, why spring um, cleaning's a thing, mate, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I bought, a, on the back of all that PM 2.5 stuff and air pollution all that sort of stuff I bought an air purifier for the lounge just mm. to go in there just as if we're in there with the fire lit mm. and if there's a chance there's a problem for the sake of the 50 quid it cost me to buy it and the next to nothing it costs to yeah. run it um, it, it made, to, made no sense to me not to yeah um, and you know the only time it actually because it's on automatic and it just detects when there's like extra pollution in the air yeah the only time it really comes on is when we're cooking oh right okay so like the, the toaster yeah. Triggers it. Yeah, but the wood burner does The oven can trigger it. The wood burner does occasionally, but it's more likely to go off because we're cooking in the other room wow. than it is for the log burner. Man, you so. must burn some stuff. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that though, is no. it? It's just it's literally just, just particles sense, in the air. Yeah. Like your frying eggs or whatever. Just you know, sends yeah. particles up yeah. into the air, like the bits of 
splashes of fat that get burnt yeah, by the gas, gas and that. So I, I would, I would like to have an option, and and they do sell some very nice little one, one oven wood burners now, which mm. would sit in my house, lovely. Yeah, and there is something about having one in your kitchen, isn't there? Yeah, oh, magnificent. Yeah, and I've got the chimney there; it's all yeah. ready to go. So yeah. one day, mate. Well, do you remember when we we'll used to see. used to go on the Facebook Marketplace and look for. Like Rayburns. What were we doing that for? We did that for a while, me and you. Well, I we were gonna we were gonna put one outside. You were gonna have an outside kitchen. Oh, that's right. But you could easily have one of those. Yeah, they're, they're still available, and that's what we took out. And that, they're they're expensive to run if you have to buy a lot of parts. And you know, we had one in the house for a long time. But I would definitely go back to one. Yeah. But I don't think we ever will. I mean, they're thousands now, thousands to get yeah. a new one. Um, but I would only have one. I wouldn't burn coal in it anymore. No. Because it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah. I'd have one literally just to burn timber in and yeah. have a solid fuel. Well, Tommy, you've got solid fuel, you're good, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Okay, well, that's that's my cheese making, mate. <laughs> we were done on that about 60 seconds in, 14 minutes later. Anyway, um, your second one was you were going to try and do a sourdough and you wanted to make get an oaty biscuit into your regular... Yeah, so my oaty biscuit, I'm quite proud of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I can put that recipe up. I don't All know right. if I've posted any pictures. I have got an OT biscuit now. I have made flapjacks quite regularly as well, which yep. is, oh man, but they are bad for you, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're actually quite expensive, flapjacks. Mm. Yeah. Because of the um, sugar and fat content. Yeah. And the cost of fat has gone through the roof. But yep. I think you can hide, you know, using margarine or, you know, cheaper spreads in some things. Mm. In fact, it's probably better to use margarine in some mm-hmm. things. But um, you really notice it in the flapjack, yeah, yeah. the flavour, don't you? Yeah. I've done it while I'm telling you, you can't even eat them. Well, no, but, but I've done it with goat's butter just to see what the, all the deal's about. And yeah, okay, I get it. What? <laughs> well, you make it, uh, when you want to taste it, yeah. you use proper butter. And yeah, I, and I do and it with there's goat's something butter. about salted butter in a flapjack because yeah. it's oats and yeah. golden syrup. Yeah. So it's basically solid porridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, isn't it? Yes. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. But, oh, man, aren't they yeah. the best food? Oh, yeah. I love a good flapjack. Yeah. So I have been making and eating flapjacks, and I have got a little oat crunchy recipe, which I will post. Mm-hmm. It's only out of my Delia book. Yeah. It's all right. Not too bad. I'm not, you know, not, not 100%. Not 100%. But um, but, the, but the soda bread's been great, and the no-need bread's been great. So I've just kept them going. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pleased that I've done that. The, sa- the, sa- the soda bread, if people haven't had it, is is great because there's no lead-in time. Mm-hmm. You literally go, I need a loaf of bread. So you make it and you But it isn't it. like a loaf of bread. No. I don't know how to describe it, really. It's really dense. Mm. It's, a, it's an acquired taste. Mm. But, you know, if you, if you can cut it thin and you eat it with butter and marmalade or tea or honey or something like that... Yeah. It's it's so good because you bring it together really quick. There's no kneading. In fact, you shouldn't knead it mm. because what you need to do is you need to just mix it and then let the acid and the alkaline of the bicarbonate of soda and the, um, it should be buttermilk, but yeah. yogurt or people use lemon juice or yeah. you can use anything to activate it. Yeah. You, you need to literally just get it in the oven as soon as you mix those two ingredients together and you certainly don't need it yeah. at all. You just like, you get the gluten going. You shape it. it. Yeah. You just shape it, yeah. and then you put it on the sheet and in the yeah. oven. And do you know what though, mate? I love it. Yeah. And I make mine half and half. Yeah. You know, obviously traditionally it was made all wholemeal. Yeah. Um, and it is nice wholemeal, but yeah. I mean, that'd be really dense. But the thing is, 
you have you have a slice of that and you are full up, mate. Mm. It's not like a kind of soft, doughy, white loaf that you might buy. One or two slices, that is, that is keeping you going. That is proper food. I was watching, I forget his name now, but he's one of the, if you've got kids, you'll know Operation Ouch. And there's two doctors, they're twins. Yeah. And they both, they're both on this program and one of them was talking on, on some social media I was scrolling through the other day about the white sliced loaf. And he was like, we've got to get people to stop looking at that as being bread. Yeah. Because what it is, is basically a bunch of chemicals that are whipped into kind of like this foam mm. and then baked and you end up with this kind of soft white thing that looks a bit like bread, mm. but it doesn't behave like bread. It's not, it's got all these ingredients in it. I've got to say, I'm becoming more and more allergic to it. Oh yeah. 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 So what did we have? I bought a white bloomer in the week just because our shopping got cancelled. Yeah. And I had that for a day. And the trouble is, it's so addictive. Well, yeah. If you have one yeah. slice, you absolutely want the sugar and salt gravy. Because it doesn't fill you up either, does it? it? I don't think it's about the hunger. I think it's about the taste. Right. I think it's full of sugar. Right. And it's like, I want that. Yeah. And so, you know, I ended up eating about three or four slices. Yeah. And then I had really bad stomach cramps. Yeah. And, and I don't get that if I make my own bread. Yeah. And so I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's the... I've got a feeling it's, and my mum suffers from the same thing. I've got, I've got a feeling that it's not actually very properly cooked. I think it's so doughy, you know, like if yeah. you squidge it in your hand. Yeah, you could turn it so almost turn it back into dough. I think there's almost a fermentation going back, going on, or, mm. or when I'm digesting it, it's releasing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because I don't have that when I cook my own bread, and and yeah, yeah it's still nice, more, it's got a nice texture, but yeah. it, it's not the same. No. So. No. No, but he, the way he was describing it with all the, obviously all the ingredients that are in it and all the additives and everything else, is that it is literally like they whip it up, like you whip up cream. Mm -hmm. And then you put that into a mould and you bake that and then you slice it and that, that's how it comes out. Yeah. And that, you can see that in, like you say, when, if you squeezed it back up again and you got the air out of it, you could almost make it back into, obviously it's been cooked. But, it, but yeah, but it, it isn't that cooked, is no, it? No. And so, you know, it's funny, you know, it made me think of when I was in, when I was in France... People open the baguette and they take the middle out mm. and don't tend to eat that bit mm. or they do something else with it. Mm. You know, that's quite interesting, isn't yeah. it? And so I think that I was getting into a, maybe, maybe I'm a bit gluten intolerant or what have you, but I don't think I am because I eat a lot of yeah. flour and other things. Yeah. Don't have any problem eating any flour based products apart from that white bread. Yeah. And it's, it's noticeable. I can get away with a couple of slices. Mm. If I have two or three days on that, I start to feel really poorly. Yeah. But I don't if I have my own bread. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the, I know the answer to that then. I can solve that one for you. Yeah. The, <laughs> sou the sourdough or the Avran yeah. is just, I just cannot fit it in. No. It's just not, no. And it's not, it's not in my, it's not in my remit at the moment. And I would like it to be, but I don't have the time or the inclination to, to put it in. I tried to start one off and you gave me some and it mm. didn't really happen for me. And I think it's because when I need to make the bread, I've got a time frame that I can work within, which is usually Saturday. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, and so having things hanging around or getting them in and out, I and actually I often don't have a lot of fridge space. I know that no, sounds that, that, that's difficult. But, that but also it's about my memory and my routine okay. and so for me it's about I've got Saturday or Sunday 
I can get up in the morning, mm. I can light the stove, I can make my bread mix up, which takes one minute, mm. not even that. Yeah. I can sit in the bowl by the stove. By the time I've done breakfast, the kids are up, I'm ready to knock it back and put it in the tins. Mm. And then when the roast is out, it goes in. Yeah. And that is what, that works for it me. It works for you, it works yeah. for you. I, I, I still like to make a nice, like, white loaf or half and half loaf sometimes. And the sourdough is a different thing. Mm. Um, but I've now got the sourdough down to, I feed the starter in the morning. I make the sponge up in the afternoon or early evening. I shake the loaves before bed and I bake it first thing in the morning the next day. And that, is almost no contact now. Whereas when I was first doing it, I was trying to be all purist about it and everything else. And I've got beyond that now. Mm. And I've just got now, it's pretty reliable. Sometimes I have to wait a bit the next morning mm. for it to rise again if I put it in the fridge because I put it in the fridge overnight once it's shaped. Sometimes I have to let it warm up and start to rise again so it might be baked a bit later in the day. But ultimately, it's hardly any contact time. And so it's just sitting doing its yeah, thing. Yeah. And I can make that work for me around what I'm doing. Yeah, but if I it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. Simple as. Well, it's also about those points of contact. Yeah. And one of those mornings, I'm out. Yeah. Something's happening. Yeah. You know, and so if I can say, right, I'm in on Saturday, I can do it. Or yeah. I'm in on Sunday, I can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And if, yeah. I'm, if I'm out, both, it yeah. doesn't happen. No. And so for me, that's what works. And... I have made, though, more flatbreads this year, which yep. I've really enjoyed, especially with the yoghurt. It's another reason. It's I'd worth having the sourdough starter just for that, to be honest. Well, I just used yoghurt, mate, and um, yeah, flour and made those, um, you know, those pan-fried flatbreads are just yeah. epically good, aren't they? Yeah, they really are. And, um, you know, that three-way recipe for a whole thing of yoghurt, I think, is yeah. great. Yeah. You know, where you do your marinade, yeah. your spread, and your, your, and your actual bread mix itself, yeah. so... I've, I've made some bread like that. I haven't done much in the way of... I've made quite a few rolls for the kids and stuff like that, but mm. it tends to be... That's what we eat. Yeah. I've made a lot for catch Yeah. Because that's what we eat. And, um, oh, man, that is... There's no point making it if you ain't going to eat it. That's oh, just ridiculous. Man, we love it. Yeah. That for catch Yeah. It's cracking, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely cracking. Yeah. Again, it's that salty, fatty good. Yeah, it doesn't last very long, Mind you, it? six quid for a thing of... Olive oil. Well, I've moved over to British rapeseed oil, mostly. I've moved over to lard. Well, that too. That works as well. <laughs> Make it some does. cracking pies. Well, we use it a bit more in cooking now because yeah. it's the cheapest, yeah. you know, and it's pretty pretty good in the fridge, isn't it? Well, the other thing I've started doing is, is saving the fat from roast dinners. Yeah. I haven't started using it yet, but I've been saving it. And I wonder if that might be a way to go for some of it as well, like... Chicken fat for your roast potatoes, that sort of thing. Oh, we do that. Work really well, yeah. wouldn't it? You know, yeah, but we I tend I tend to cook them separately because of yeah. the the uh, the health benefits of not having too much saturated fat in your roast potatoes. But delicious. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. I had pressure canning as my number three. Yeah. Um, and specifically, not having to get the instructions out. Right. And whilst I didn't achieve the wider range of canned goods, I've definitely used the pressure canner more this year. Yeah, and I'm good. probably not like completely instruction free, but I've, I'm confident in using it now. Okay. I know it works. I know what I've got to do. Um, and I had it at one point running alongside the water bath canner when I was doing my Basata back in the summer. Yeah. I had both running at the same time, which meant I could double the processing. Um, it wasn't the, the, interestingly, the pressure canner is not particularly quicker than the water bath canner. Um, although the canning time is shorter, you then have to wait for it to cool down. 
and it worked out a bit about the same amount of time as it took just in the water bath game. Mm. But what it did do was mean I could do two batches at once rather than one. So that was quite useful. Um, and then your number three was pasta. You wanted to make pasta regularly and have a good understanding of pasta dishes. You talked about doing some tortellini. Well, that did happen. Yeah? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd been watching a lot of Italian That's food it. programs last year yeah. and we did make quite a bit of pasta this year and it was a family thing. Yeah. Um, per- perhaps not, not, not sort of once or twice. You know, we probably made about seven or eight lots. Okay. And... Um, the majority of it, I just made plain lasagna yep. sheets, and I made some. I made quite a, a number of. You know, I took the time yeah. I, on a Sunday to scratch make lasagna. Yeah, because we love it. Yeah, um, and you know, using our own tomatoes from the from the tunnel and all the herbs, and obviously I did buy the meat, but man, that was good lasagna, yeah. and and make a real event of it. You know, and. Um, and my kids really enjoyed that. We made one lot of sort of um, tortellini, just using labna yeah. and a bit of herbs. Oh, that's, cool. that's one of the things you said you and wanted that, to do. It's really that, nice. And that was good. I've made quite a bit of labna this mm. year, but I really want now the yogurt to make the labna. I don't yeah. want to buy the yogurt. I yeah, want to make yeah. the yogurt. And so, you know, that, that is still in the mix. But well, that's like I keep saying, it's the ridiculously easy one. Hardly any contact time. Yeah, I think... I think something that's holding me back is that I'm a bit reluctant to have plug-in things. Okay. And I think I probably would rather make it in the Easy Yo, mm. which is basically a flask. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know yet. All right. I, Try I, out. I, I think the little pots, I don't think I would use as much as just one pot. Just want to make one big pot. It's just... And also it's... Um, surface space in my no, house. No, pots is... are gimmicky. It's like, oh, one, one a day. Well, you, what if you don't use that days then? No, no, no. I think yeah. making one, we get through about a pot of yogurt a week, yeah. but sometimes we don't. But the thing about yogurt is it doesn't, it doesn't really go off that well, you, quick. You've got it? two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I've, so I've worked out. So yeah. then if it doesn't and it's just in the fridge, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It? Loads of time. You've got plenty of time to use it. It does get a bit more sour. It tends to separate, but you mix it back in again. It's all good. Well, no, it makes really, yeah. really good soda bread then. Yeah. We'll do, yeah. Because it's got a much yeah. higher acidic content. Well, the way, yeah, exactly. The older it gets, the more acidic it will get. And, and the, the, the way will separate a bit, but that won't necessarily be a bad thing for your soda bread. No, it'll be absolutely perfect. Right. So, so, yeah. So, I, you know, there's a bit more um, to explore and certainly the yoghurt will be, will be the thing mm. that I want to do. And I may, you know, like I say, it's whether I take the plunge and buy a machine, which then is, there's a danger, isn't there, that you buy it, make it once, and then it just sits there. Whereas with an easy yo, I've got the option, haven't I, that I don't actually need any power. And there's a bit of the miserly, thrifty bit in me as well, which yeah. is that make the yogurt yourself. Just It's just boiling the kettle once, and then it sits there and it's done. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind betting you that my yogurt machine uses less power than you boiling your kettle once, though. So. Not if my kettle's on a wood stove. Ah, yeah, well, okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> but it's about but, it's about options, even if it's yeah. even if you are without power, isn't yeah. it? And um, yeah. and transferable skills. You know, yeah. there's nothing to stop you making yogurt anywhere. Then is there? No. I'm going to boil water. Yeah, I can still make yogurt. Mm. I don't know. No, worth worth a try anyway. Well, if I can pick an easy go up for free, I probably will try it. Right. And there was a couple there on Facebook and. Mm see them quite often in the second hand shops it's just a glorified thermos flask i know yeah, that and yeah. they have made their money by then wanting to sell you their packeted um, right. 
starter cultures yeah. and also their flavorings yeah. but i've looked it up and you just use a you can just use a like like you would buy, if you're making a tub of yogurt from the supermarket yogurt, yeah. yeah and then keep some back from each batch yeah. to keep feeding Six, the next one and i think it is literally just a glorified flask okay and i know that some people make yogurt in a flask yeah i'm sure you know they just yeah. they just buy a cheap stainless steel yeah. flask yeah. I, I think for me the EZO, which is a plastic white, and it's just a brand name, isn't it? But yeah. I think it's got some levels in it. Right. So I'm quite happy to start with that. Okay. So I might, I might, might look it up and give it a go, but it will always get eaten in my house, you see. Mm. And um, that's the thing. It's 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 and going back to the cheese. Having some homemade cheese in the fridge. It lasts one day in mine. Well, no, That's a trouble. Yeah, yeah, okay. It, it would last longer in mine. But having that in the fridge, having some yogurt in the fridge, yeah, means that on those situations where, I don't know, you end up with guests around and it ends yeah. up getting to a meal time and you're like, oh God, you know, I'm hungry. Mm. The kids will be hungry. We're going to have having to feed everybody and I haven't got anything out of the freezer. Mm. What am I going to do? Well, you get some fresh bread out, you get some yogurt out, you make a nice little, little dip with the yogurt, you get... Or make a flatbread with the yogurt, or you know, you get your sourdough out, you get your cheese out of the fridge, you get your, your preserves off the shelf. You've always got those things there. Well, I think for me, yogurt make an easy could meal. be quite a cornerstone, really, because because I would be able to, you know, I'm hoping to grow a lot more fruit at home, mm. right? So there's that whole that's the puddings, yeah. kind of done. Yeah. I also like to do the bread, but I do make a lot of curry, mm. and you know, having a yogurt, having your own homemade yogurt base for a curry is beautiful isn't Epic, it yeah um it takes a big big dimension out mm. of it and that's that's and and obviously with the honey and mm. being able to eat it for your cereal with you yeah. and i'm eating these overnight oats so i've literally got every meal yeah i could use it so yeah. i don't think it'd be an issue i think it would fit in yeah so that's yeah. the plan man all right well moving on to what we said we do last year um i'm going to do this for the next one next which was distilling i wanted to distill some liquor and i just it never even Came up again after that, yeah. to be honest with you. It's one of those ones that sounds like a nice idea and I would still like to do it one day. But it's a lot of kit. It's not even that. It was getting the group of people together that were interested in doing it and a lot of organising and it just didn't even cross my mind, truthfully. So I look back at it. Um, we then had a joint one, which was just about being more efficient mm. um, and not... What's that say? I've written it down here and I can't even read my own writing now. Not being such a not heroes. Making, not, making, <laughs> not making more than we need. Ah, We're right. Both a bit bad at that. Mm. Having good storage, a good stock rotation, because mm. you talked about having, having to chuck some stuff out, and I did yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, so trying to be a bit more efficient in how much we did of things, rather than just doing all of the things. Um, but then to make some time by being more efficient mm. to do other things. I'm not sure I've had any more time. time. No, I've definitely not had more time. Um I don't oh. feel that this year, going into this winter and autumn and winter, I don't think my prepped stores are as good as they have been for a little while. Okay. And I think that I'm at a point where I've got, I've still got quite a lot of bulk goods, yeah. and they're fine, the pasta and the flour yeah. and all of that. Yeah. But it was all the smaller stuff. Yeah. And I'm still cycling through that. Yeah. And it might be because of the cost of living increase. Yeah. Or it might be because um, changing the job and everything. Yeah. I can't. Uh, at the moment, I can't go out and spend that 60, 70 quid on no. restocking. Right. And so I'm having to do it slowly. Yeah. And, and it is happening yeah. slowly, but I'm, I'm almost having to choose one thing a month. Mm -hmm. So this month, funny enough, I've just bought 80 toilet roll. 
Okay, right, yeah. And I got my 80 lots of loo roll for £14, yeah. which isn't too bad. No. But but that, that, that's, that, that's that done now. I can't then go out and buy a load of beans or a load of what have yeah. you. Um, and so I'm just doing it month by month, but hopefully getting into a bit more of a system where it's, I think I was a bit feast famine going with my prepping. Mm. What's nice though is the amount of times that those boxes save us just on a weekly basis. It's, it's the most wonderful thing. I mean, yeah. my setup's very different to yours, but we never, like the kids go, we've got any ketchup? Yeah. Yeah, there'll be some on the shelf. Gravy granules in my house. Yeah, yeah. Gravy granules, yeah. tea bags. Yeah. Salt. You're never like, oh, I need to go over the shop for those basics. No. They're there, no. always. No. Um, no, I totally and utterly agree. But I, I'm aware that I've, there are some things that we don't, we don't run short of. So mm. it's about getting them out now and putting them through rotation. So yeah. I've got tea bags up there, which I know I need to get out, put yeah. through rotation and, yeah. and then backfill. Yeah. Otherwise I'm going to get into the similar situation, but um, you know, yeah. I've done the meat tins, they're done. Um, I don't tend to use a lot of tin vegetables anymore. Well, no, I was going to say, you might, it might, part of the issue must be that you change the way that you eat. Yeah. And so I'm not sure whether the tinned veg really are worth it. I've never stored any. I don't eat them. No, and I don't mind them no. if I if I'm if I'm pushed and I'm short. Yeah. But at the moment, if I'm at work, I'm never short. Yeah. Um, it would be if there was a lockdown, then I'd be yeah, short. Yeah. So I think that what I might do is replace the tinned vegetable box. Yeah. With something else, and it might it might just be something as simple as bottled water or. Mm. It might be, you know, herbs or spices or things like that. You know, flour I'm fine for. I've got quite a lot of oil in. Yeah. Um, salt is fine. Sugar, flour, that they're all all right. I suppose my the thing that I'm missing is fat, fats. So either getting yeah. some ghee or some long long life oil. I have got quite a lot of oil at home. Oil keeps reasonably well. It's not great, but you know, as long as you're rotating through it, you'll be all right. So when you buy a big tub and then open it, you've got a bit more of a problem. I yeah. find space is the issue. Even with all that space that I've got, yeah. I've running out of space to keep things. Mm. Um, I don't have nearly as much as you, though, no. do I? But, no. um, yeah, it's just about those those force multipliers that you can mm. get that you know you're going to use. So, you know, based on what we need, I'd be best off getting 20 pots of gravy granules, mate, that's yeah. what I'm always up there for. It's weird, isn't it, what yeah. you run out of and then... It's funny. And I suppose it's about, yeah, you can make gravy using meat juices from scratch, but if you're... You're doing breast of chicken. Sometimes you haven't got a lot to work with, have you? You have to just no. You have to get the corn flour out. And, and also, if it's like a Wednesday night and you're coming late and everyone's tired, you don't want to be going through all that palaver. Sometimes you know, sometimes you just need a shortcut, and that's yeah. okay. Um, the shortcut could be getting something you've already made out of the freezer, yeah, or out of a pressure can jar that you put yeah. on the shelf. Maybe freezer's mm. probably easier, quicker at least. Yeah. Um, it would. You're right. It would probably be in my house. Jars of cheap tomato pasta sauce. Yeah. That's what it'll be. Yeah. Because that's what we use yeah. all the time. Yeah. So, you know, 20 of them, real cheap ones. Yeah. You know, I could probably manage that in a yeah. month. I've got the equivalent is my passata that I make. Yeah, you've got it. So I've you? got that, but I don't then do vegetables because I don't think we'd eat them. But I've got loads of tin pulses and baked beans. Mm. Which and is... I've got quite a lot of baked beans yeah. and kidney beans. Yeah. But I've also got dried ones too. Yeah. A lot of yeah, dried I've beans. got quite a few dried ones too. And we're yeah. using them all every yeah. week. Yeah. Kids love it. When are we having beans stew? Yeah. When are we having this? When are we having that? Yeah, I keep me. I did. I did get the pressure. The, not the pressure. The slow cooker out one day. 
Yeah, you did last night, didn't I? I've really, really enjoyed using it yeah. again. Yeah. When it got been cold, using it I got two or three times. Day. Been using it two or three yeah. times a week. Um, but then I've got those. I've got those cuts of meat, which are just you know the venison. That's just yeah. what it's for. Yeah. You know, someone gave me a brace of pheasant yesterday, which yeah. is in the slow cooker now. Yeah. It's just, it's what it's for. Yeah. You know. Um, or just putting all the vegetables in it. That's what it's for. But I did a pulled pork like you did. Yeah. With the beans. Man, that the, was yeah, that, that ham I did. Oh. That's what I did, yeah. Yeah, I did that a ham so after good. you, you see. Oh. I did a, I did like a bean stew and then I just right. put a whole gammon in it. Yeah, yeah. And then that, I took the wrapper off in it and then I fr- fr- shredded it in it. And oh. It's, but that was good. It was amazing, but yeah. God, didn't make a lot. I've got like boxes of it now. But, frozen. But I, yeah, that's what I do. So I like... Coming towards the end of the month, right? And it's been a after Christmas. It's a five-week shopping month, mm. right? Because it's Saturday again before payday for the fifth time, and I'm skint. And I'm looking at it and going, well, I could. You could go a week. I could on go. Store. I, could, I could go a week on store easy. Like, might need to buy a few bits of fresh fruit, and maybe a few lunchbox fillers mm. for the kids. And I reckon after that, we'll probably get by next week. I won't need to go shopping. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I could find a way to do that if I needed to but yeah, so it, I'd rather not so going back to where we were I would like to there are a few little bits that I need to pull together yep. you know with regards to the whole um, you know the little tiny bit of storage that I've got yeah. but you know I'm still in a much better position than a lot of people I'd like to get I'd like to get the powdered milk right but because of what it leads to it's a good one if you use powdered milk isn't it it's a great one if you use powdered milk. Well, I don't use powdered milk, no. but I do use milk. Yeah. And I'd like to have the capacity to be able to make my yogurt, or sorry, my my porridge oats up if I didn't have access to fresh milk. So I've solved that problem by keeping UHT milk, mm. which we don't... It's the same, really, isn't it? We don't drink fresh milk anyway in our house. No. Um, the littlest one does a bit of the lacto-free stuff but it's mostly oat milk or whatever usually oat milk um, and I keep the UHT milk specifically What's that seven, eight months nine months yeah yeah so because I keep it in rotation on the shelf in the yeah. pantry yeah so just, just like you just go and get the next one off the runway and then you just put them from the yeah, back yeah, to the front and the new, new stack comes in we don't use it that often that's the trouble because we have fresh milk yeah but um, I think the powder probably would fit in better for us but I don't know what the shelf life is on that either. I think it's probably... Shelf life on powdered milk is not very good. No. I think it's less than UHT milk. Oh, okay. If I recall, it's like six months. Um, so, and, and if you're then not using it, you don't have to purposefully use it. Well, I will it. use it now once that's built. Yeah. Because of course I'll, you'll take it away and hold, Yeah. I'll just use it yeah. in the car because it's safe yeah. you having to have a fridge, mate. It's yeah, so course. easy. Yeah, it makes, makes and, sense. And it's not that bad. It's not that bad for what I'm going to use it for. Mm. So, I'm, the, the thing I'm most likely to eat it in is to make up a dry milk powder and yogurt mix. Uh, milk powder, oat mix for porridge in the morning. Right. That all I have to do is pour water in. Yeah. And then I've got my breakfast done. Yeah. That's what I'm most likely to use it for. Because right. I just drink black coffee anyway normally. Yeah, well, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure I like it in tea. Okay. Don't know. Black tea's quite nice as well, though. I'll drink I'll black tea anyway, yeah. but yeah. Earl Grey especially, but... Yeah. We'll see. Right, we'll well, see. My, just quickly then, because I'm just aware that this is going to be a monster episode, otherwise my last one was to give myself a break. That's a bit... <laughs> 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 
I mean, I've, I've developed the, the power of foresight, my friend. <laughs> Not in the manner that you probably envisaged. <laughs> it wasn't but, um, anything like what I envisaged. You've had a little bit of time, have you? I, well, I've had now, yeah, since the middle of well, middle of October. I've not been right, so um, maybe you foresaw that coming. Don't even know what it is yet. So, but I'm just not physically able to do anything like anything really, pretty much. No, but then maybe that maybe you knew that you needed it beforehand, yeah. and that's what you were thinking. But yeah, I, I mean, I was I was aware that particularly in the summer months, I'd have a tendency to run myself ragged. Hmm. Um, trying to get all the things done and I'm very motivated to do all the things and I probably shouldn't do quite so many of the things and that was the point I was trying to make I think by being more efficient allowing myself some time to take a break um, Are you sure secretly you didn't do that distilling and you had a month bender and you're just still <laughs> suffering for it you can't actually remember that actually out of all the things you were supposed to do distilling was actually really successful It's the only thing I you did You just can't remember <laughs> Oh, funny and it's knocked you out for four months. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Actually, I didn't make that great. moonshine that time. Oh, dear. Yeah, so anyway, well, I managed to give myself a break very successfully, just not in the way that I had intended to. No. So there we are. Um, and certainly not, yeah, not as much as I'd intended to. I'd like to be getting back to doing things now, but there we are. It's what it is. It's what it is. Absolutely. So, shall we take a break there? All right. Um, we'll come back and we'll talk about some plans for 2024, shall we? Absolutely not. Okay, mate, and we're back. Oh, oh, you're going for some sound effects. I'm cutting bread, bro. Taking <laughs> a right old racket, I reckon, on the map. Right, good. Right, it? He's cutting bread. I bought some bread for me. Have a little bit of bread and cheese. Um, so the plan then is to come back and do our targets for 2024, objectives, goals, if you will. Yeah. Things that we think we might like. Resolutions, Al. They're not resolutions, mate. I've explained why before. Every time, every year, I have to do this. They're not resolutions because I'm not going to try and do all of them all of the time. Anyway, we've got plans to try and do some stuff this year, and I would like to try and talk about that with you today. And then, Go on in, mate. again, as we have done for the last few years, come back this time next year, see how we got on. All right, um, bathing on mis- misery and failure. And I, I I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, exactly right. No, I'm, I'm gonna start right out the gate though by saying that this year is going to be a bit different for me for lots of reasons. Yeah, uh, I've talked about my health not being quite as I'd like it to be. Yeah. Um, suffering with a lot of fatigue from doing not very much at all, which is making it very difficult to do all of the things I would normally do. So straight away from that reason alone, I'm not going to be doing the normal sort of a year. The other thing as well is that as things stand, we've got planned for one of those holidays that we once in a lifetime cool. for the summer, and we are going to be away for most of August. Okay. Um, and so I know that in terms of growing stuff, that is going to have a big impact on what we are mm-hmm. sensibly able to do. So right out of the gate, I know this year is going to be difficult for me. It's Fine. going to be interesting. All right. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I've set myself I want to try and do is to just be better at achieving the goals I set myself. No pressure there. Then. Well, no, a lot of that is not about achieving the goals. It's more about being realistic right. in the goals that I set. Okay. And in particular... Um, Recognising that I was probably at capacity. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and that probably I need to step back a little bit. Okay. Um, and give then. myself a break, as yeah. I talked about last year. Um, so, you know, it's almost going to come round to what I was discussing about prioritising and getting to a place where there are certain things that you can live with and certain things you can't. Well, I think I'm probably going to keep something that I heard Carl talk about a few years back, oh. 
which is a to-don't list. Oh, really? A list of things that I'd like to do at some point, but that I ain't going to even try and do this year. Okay. All right, I'm just going to just park that. Yeah, I want to do it. I want to build a nice kitchen in my garden. Right. I want to do that at some point. And I was going to do it this year. year. But I ain't going to be here in the summer to use it anyway. Hmm. Most of it, or a lot of it. So let's just park that for now. I'll get to it. It'll come along eventually. It'll get back to the top of the list eventually. Hmm. But for now, that's just going to sit. And I'm going to keep a few things like that. Um, and recognising that I've only really got time and space in my schedule for, you know, some small changes. Right. All right. And perhaps, okay. perhaps to let some things go, perhaps to Ooh, not do is, all of the things all mate, of the time. This is going to be serious because I think yeah. some of mine might be in direct con. con yeah, you're going the other contrast. way, yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. My, that's my first. Oh, a little cheese board. Look at that. That's pretty, isn't it? They sell quite well in the shop. Yeah, I bet they do. I bet they do. Well, we're making them all so day. About four inches, six inches. Uh, all I can all I can tell you, mate, is that it fits perfectly well in a lunchbox. Because <laughs> right. that's why they were made that size. A little round cheese on it. Beautiful. Well, I did this, actually, because when I make sandwiches at home yeah. and bring them to work, yeah. I eat them in about eight seconds. Okay. So what I've tended to, be, to, to have done over the last year mm. is bring my lunch deconstructed. Okay. So I bring a hunk of bread, yes. some sausage sauce, maybe some cheese, tomato, cucumber from the tunnel and all yes. of that jazz. But then I stop and take my time to actually cut, make. Enjoy it. Yeah. Totally well. different, totally different ball game. And I can't talk to Alan because he's got a face full of food now. Right. And actually works amazingly well. It's very different to what we used to do, eating our lunch on the run when we were working together. Mm. Yeah. Much better for you. How's your pickle, mate? Well, I like it. Mmm. Looks cracking. Nice colour, isn't it? Mm. We'll take a photo fun. before we eat it all. Mm. Can you do that with your phone? I think I can, yeah. Here mm. we go. Hang on, mate. I'll get arty. Make it... Arty? Mm. There you go. You always like to put your knife on it, don't you? Mm. Absolutely. I'll get the fire in the background. There we go. Look at that. That's the shot. There you go. There's a money shot. That's us, mate. To yep. a tea. That is us, isn't it? So... Okay. Yeah, that's my first one. Keeping it to don't list. Being better at doing same same things I'm going to do. Be realistic about what I can achieve. Okay. Is it my go? Mm. Right. I was thinking that if I could only do one thing, what would it be? Oh. So it is prioritising. Mm. And I am desperate to be a better beekeeper. Okay. And that's because I really missed it last year. Yeah. I really missed... We, I did lots of things with bees. Mm. But the upshot is... I haven't got a lot of bees. I haven't got a lot of honey. Mm. I've got a lot of empty kit. Yeah. And I don't like that. I've got a lot, a lot of wax moth, mate. I can tell mm. you that. <laughs> and... Mm. I think that... God willing, we get some hives coming. Mm. Well, I've fed the ones over where my folks live. Yeah. Um, and I think we probably need to do it again. We definitely need to feed the others. Mm -hmm. It's been quite a mild winter on the whole. Yeah. And so they won't have hibernated until quite late and they'll need the stores. They'll need the food. So I actually bought a baker's fondant. Yep. And it came in a 12 and a half, 12 and a half, something like that, 10 yeah. kilo maybe. 
box. I'm getting to the stage though where I would buy bees. Right. That's where I'm getting Let's to. Let's not do that. No, of course we don't want to do that. But the reality is we've relied on wild swarms and developing and raising our own. Yep. And it worked really well for about six or seven years. It something's, did. Something's gone it wrong did, since but then, we, did, we had that massive cull where we lost loads. Yeah, yeah. We've never really got back from that. And I wonder whether, for me personally, what needs to happen is this. Yeah. Need to be far more ruthless in late summer. Mm-hmm. And if I've got 10 hives, of which four are okay, yeah. I need to combine the others okay. then. All right. Because I need to have four good hives rather than no hives or two hives or 10 hives that eight don't overwinter and they die out anyway. See, I don't think it's even a late summer. I think that's almost a... Well, it's certainly a, a when the main flow is finished thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. That's the time to do it, whenever that happens to be. And it's different every year slightly, isn't it? But yeah, and it's also about looking at what you've got and when you've got and thinking. can Because it's not about just getting them through the winter, hoping then that they're going to be all right the mm-hmm. next winter. It's about having some more knowledge mm-hmm. as well. Because I've see, I see other beekeepers who, who do seem to have made it work. Mm. And I'm not sure the total reason why I can't do that. And, and it might be about knowledge or it might be about time that I'm putting in. And because I do, because I'm growing vegetables during the day, mm. I'm not, I don't feel the pressure to have to do that. So the one thing I would really like would be that my bees or our bees earn their keep and, and we mm. get, getting a return off them. And it just feels like I've been stuck in a rut with it for a couple of years. We've had a couple of really bad winters back to back, haven't we? We have, have, but but the weather's not been that bad. No, no, we've lost a lot of bees, though, haven't we? Yeah, back to back. And part of that is that one of, one year was just that's the way it goes sometimes. And I think the second year was then backed up by the fact that we were reliant on swarms we caught that season. And they're always notoriously unreliable. Mm. And that's kind of where we've gotten to. And so that's why I fed those other ones when I had the chance back in whenever it was. Yeah. Like actually, I've, I've, for the sake of whatever it costs, which wasn't an awful lot of money, it's going to get some fondant on there while I've got me to do it, chuck it on there, done. Mm. And that means that those, hopefully, there yeah. were three colonies there that should come through without any trouble. There is a fourth one there that maybe will. I don't know, that was a bit weaker. Um, but I think a lot of it is about actually just being in amongst the bees a bit more than we normally are. Oh, I agree. That's, that's probably a, happened since I moved job. We're well, not together. We've hardly done any beekeeping together mm. for years. Yeah. And so it's more of an event than we do, but that's, that, that's an indicator of where we've been at. And much like some of the other things that we do in our, in our lives, perhaps as beekeeping season rolls around, it's just what we do on a Wednesday. Yeah. Or every other yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd be up for that. But for me, that is the most important thing. Okay. Because I miss it. I miss I miss the honey. I've got honey. Hmm. But it's not fresh honey that I can remember. Mm. Oh, I know exactly where that's from. Blah, 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 blah. It's just honey now. Because hmm. it, it, it seems to have fallen out of the cycle. We've lost that connection, haven't you, with... This year's, this year's where honey. it came from yeah. and all of that. 
And I would, I would like to have, I would like the bees here to be successful. You know, mm-hmm. I've had hives here for a couple of years now, but again, they didn't overwinter well, and this, that, and the other, and it's just a bit. Mm. But I know that that will, that sells in the shop here, and that's different from having my own bees. That's just mm. part of my yeah. working cycle. Yeah, but same thing, isn't it? Ultimately, I'm hearing every day about you know on you know the amount of adverts that are out about the nicotinoid pesticide mm-hmm. that's been approved again. And, and and that's happened in the last three years. Yeah. And so, you know, it does lead you to believe that maybe I'm flogging a dead horse here. But if I can create a field full of beans, I wasn't short of honeybees here last year. Hmm. There were loads, hmm. loads. And so I just want to be able to feel that I'm part of that and having a bit of ownership more about it. So... I'm only probably going to set two or three targets. Yeah, I'm only going to set a few. I think I'll, I think that, I'll get to five. But that is so important to me that I, I just don't want another year to go by. Because I'll tell you what else has not happened is I've not got a better, I've not upskilled, I haven't learned no, anything. No. Because I'm just struggling with it. And so I don't feel that I've increased my knowledge or skills. If anything, I feel I've regressed. Yeah, I'd like to be in a position where. When the swarm season comes around, it's exciting, but it's not so much work that I can't keep up. And that will only ever happen if we've already got plenty of bees. Yeah, and I don't ever just want to be reliant on swarms, otherwise I'm not getting any yeah. bees or honey. Which is one of my things is I'd like to harvest some honey this year. Yeah. So we're coming from the same page there. I think. Hurrah! I thought you were going to say, anyway, so I'm no. giving up bees. No, no <laughs> I want to I I harvest some honey. I don't necessarily want to spend hours and hours doing all the beekeeping stuff. No. But I think we're probably going to need to accept that we have to do some of that. Um, but I think there were times in the last two years, particularly, where at nine o'clock at night I'm going out to go and move swarms around. And I'd rather not have to do that mm. too much right now. Um, right now. I don't mind that. Doing it. I don't mind it a little bit, but I was doing it not, not this year so much, just gone, mm. but the one before. I mean, swarm season that year, I caught 15 swarms, mate. That was mental. Mm. Absolutely mental. And I was just chasing around at night with swarms here, there and everywhere. Yeah. We still didn't end up with any honey. We still didn't end up with any honey, exactly. And nor did we end up, well, we ended up with some that year, but not many of the ones I'd worked with. We didn't end up with any the following season either. Mm. So I did all that work for nothing. And you go back to our efficiency, that's a waste of my time. Mm. But, but, but for me, the associated benefits, much like the woodcutting, are those natural rhythms being part of that season or seasonality, making really good quality, proper, a good product as well. Yeah. That you know could you could sell if you want, or you yeah. could use to barter or yeah. what have you. It's very good for you. But being more aware of the kind of natural world around me, about what's what mm. what's being brought in, what yeah. isn't, different flavours of honey from different locations, mm. and just being more in tune with it, okay. rather than a bit of a bolt on. And and I think my children are quite into it. One one of my daughters in particular is into it, and so I think she would she'd like to learn how to do it. Mm. My son's not that he's scared of bees mm. <laughs> at the moment, but one of my children is quite into it, yeah. and I think she would like to learn about it. And um, 
And I suppose, I don't know if this is going to come across in the right way, it's like a tier two skill. A lot of people grow vegetables. Yeah. A lot of people, mm. you know, cook from scratch. Yeah. But for me, I've always been quite proud that that was the next thing up. And I like sharing that with yeah. people. Yeah. Trying to get them started and involved and... Mm. And and maybe from a personal point of view, I see it as an area where I've scratched around with it for quite a long time, but I don't claim to know a lot about it. And I don't really want to, you know, go down the... I'm not interested in meeting other beekeepers, really, mm -hmm. and all of that, and going into the societies and, and all of that. But I, I, like, I, would like to, I would like to know that my product was good. And that it was healthy, and then use it more in my own life and my own kitchen and stuff like that. We know, we know from the feedback that we did get from. Remember when you had that inspector round, didn't you? That mm. was now five and a half years ago. Mm. Um, believe it or not, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, but we know that the bees we had then were really healthy. Yeah, because that was the feedback that we got from the inspector, who know lots more about bees than we do. Um, and so the way that we were doing it at that time was working. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't really know. Our swarm management wasn't great, though. No, our swarm management's never been great because we're not going to go into hives every nine days because realistically, we've got so many other things on. Mm. So unless we're going to commit to trying to do that, we're going to struggle. Well, with I that, think I think I might have to do a bit more. Yeah. Proactively rather than reactively. Yeah, definitely. If you're gonna if you're gonna get better at it, you have to absolutely have to. Where they're going in. But for me, because I'm not. I haven't got an allotment now. No. Hopefully my wood will all be cut. Yeah. That's what I want to focus on. Right. Because when it comes around, I can't. That's, it's a real sense of loss. I had a mm. bit of a sense of loss about it. Okay. And I think it's something that I'll never go and, and ever re re resent it. I always get something from it. I love it. And so I'm keen to just upskill that. But anyway, that's probably my biggest area. Well, I have to say, I, I managed to get out with my dad last summer. Yeah. For the bees. And I've been saying for years I'd do it. And he's, he's going to be 70 in yeah. a few weeks now. And, and you kind of look at him, well, whatever happens now, you know, he's just getting a bit older. I don't know how much longer he'll be able to come and do it. He's pretty fit, so maybe quite a long time yet mm. still. But you don't know. And... Whatever happens now, I took Dad to see the beehives. I said yeah. I'd do it. I did it, and we had a really nice time. Really thoroughly enjoyed it. And sharing that, a bit like you talked about before, sharing the skills of putting, I think putting up a shelf with your dad or something, or building something with your dad yeah. years ago. Built a bird box, didn't we? Oh, a bird box. That's it. So you know, sharing that and that experience together is something that I'll remember. You know, forever, mate. Yeah, yeah, and it's pretty um, valuable. And the other side of the beekeeping for me is that. I see that very much in my future. Yeah. And I know we've spoke about that. Mm. But that's never gone away from me. And I want to be good at it by the time I get there. Yeah. So in seven or eight years, yeah, yeah, I yeah. might be able to afford to do a bit more beekeeping yeah. and a little less, a little less of, yeah. yeah. It probably won't be that early yeah. now, but I need, to, I need it to be all right. Yeah. I need to know what yeah. I'm doing and yeah. I need to have the setup and the equipment and the, and the knowledge and the diary that I've kept for four or five years mm. that I can 
draw back from and look yep. at and stuff like that. And I just felt like I've lost a bit of focus on that. Yeah. Because between the beekeeping and for me woodcutting, it really just it's like a perfect marriage. Yeah. For me going forward in life, so yep. I'm very keen to explore those two areas. Okay. Um, so that'll be it. I'm going to have one more slice of bread, mate, because I'm absolutely battering this loaf. Well, that's all right. I'm going to put the rest in that foil and leave it there for lunch tomorrow. Um, right, my second one then is all about the new plot, because that's the other thing that happened to me last year was I went, oh, I'm going to take it nice and easy. <laughs> and then within three weeks of me saying that, in classic New Year's resolution style, they went, do you want another plot of the allotment? I went, yes, please. Yeah. Um, and it became a bit of a challenge to get it into usable state. And I did manage it. By the end of the summer, it was in a bit of a mess again because I hadn't managed to tend it as well through the summer. Um, the old plot is in a really good position. Although it's a bit weedy now because I've not been down there for three months. It's a good time of year to not be able to go. Mm. Um, and so, although it will need a good clear out and a good weed when I'm fit to do it, that won't take long to get that back up and running. It's ready to go. Yeah. But the new plot, as far as I got, was covering it in black plastic pretty much. And I've had to leave it. And... I want to make that, if I'm going to focus on anything down there this year, I should be able to keep the other one ticking over, hopefully. There was a point not that long ago where I was thinking, do I need to give it up, to be yeah. honest? I was going to ask you that. Yeah, it did cross my mind, I have to say. And then, um, various conversations with yourself and my wife um, about what is sensible, and we went, well, it's only 25 quid for the year. Yeah. If you decide to give it up, I'll give it up at any time. I can only say I want it now. So if I spend the 25 quid and in six months' time I'm still not able to get down there, yeah. I could still give it up then. So that's the conclusion we came to. But I would like to try and you know, try and be optimistic. I'm going to be able to do more. And um, the aim is going to be to get some fruit down there. Right. So I've already got an apple tree. It's a grapevine. There's rhubarb. There are some strawberries, but they're not good. There are some raspberry canes. I've got um, a plum tree that was given for Christmas. I would like to put down there a little Victoria, Victoria plum. I've got some kiwi plants I have for my birthday that should be in by now, but I've not got around to it. I want to get them out there. I've got some blueberries. And I just have a nice variety of fruit because... So I've always thought fruit as being quite high maintenance. <laughs> Relatively. Mm. Um, but I think if I've got... One thing is like, I've got some trees, right? Some fruit trees going in. Yeah. All I've got to do with them is prune them once a year. Yeah. And keep the weeds away from the base to harvest, yeah? Um, it's the things like the strawberries and the raspberries that take a bit more effort because you have to, every three years, turn the strawberries over. No, I mean, there's also pest protection. There's also quite a lot of watering, I would yeah. suggest, if we have a drought. Well, we'll see about that. We'll have to take its chance at some point yeah. in the year. Um, because I would go team taters on that, wouldn't I? Well, I am going to be for a lot of it. So the idea right. is that at the moment I've got the fruit down, the trees at the bottom edge of it. It's a bit sheltered down there. And then I've got a couple of spaces where I'm going to have some currants and some strawberries and some raspberries. Right. And I'm going to put them together and I will have to put some sort of protection over it. But that doesn't need to be, for this year at least, going back to my to-don't list, mm. it doesn't need to be a, a spanking raised bed with great big... No you know, fruit cage around it. It could just be some netting propped up mm. over top of it for this year. Um, the one that will take a bit of work is the grapevine because it should have some straining-wise, really. Um, but again, if it doesn't get it this year, it doesn't get it this year. I'm not too worried. Mm. 
What I would like to do is get the, the plants in so they can develop the root systems. All right. But I don't get any fruit this year. I'm not worried about that. Um, but that's kind of what I was thinking. And then obviously on top of that, I want to get the, the compost bays, which I, I should have done months ago. I had everything ready to go. Um, I've not been able to do it, but the compost bays I'd like to put in so that I've got then the ability to start making enough compost for that bed, that space as well. And then the two big beds that I'm going to have that I've covered over, probably one will be taters and the other one will be sweet corn and squashes for this year. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. In a similar way to what I did last year because it just didn't take any effort in the summer. No, and 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 it's it's like a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, the fruit is a is a job for really ideally now. Um, yeah, I, so a lot of weeding mm, fruit. Mm. You know, that's what I've come to discover on the farm, mm. and I've got to bite the bullet and create a whole new fruit area out here mm. and stuff like that. And um, I mean, I can't get on it at the moment, so it's no. not really any rush for it. But it's a lot of work. The thing is probably the thing here that takes the longest. Yeah. It's also of the things that we buy in the supermarket, the most expensive. And I know some of them have got really short seasons. But for example, I shouldn't need to buy any strawberry jam. There should be no reason for me to buy mm. strawberry jam. It's ridiculous mm. that we ever buy strawberry jam. We don't eat loads of it. Half a dozen jars a year would be more than sufficient for our needs. That should be well achievable. Um, no, even I could have done that last well, year. Well, yeah. And, and then similarly, having black currants in the freezer for an apple and black currant crumble or something like that. Yeah. Again, should be well achievable. Um, and the thing is about those is that they become permanent fixtures, don't they? Those those fruit beds become permanent fixtures. Yeah, they need weeding, they need they maintaining, but there's then no, I've got to turn the soil, I've mm. got to, you know, this is going in, that's coming out, whatever. Um, so that's kind of the thinking. Um, Mine isn't dissimilar to that, though, is mm. it, with my fruit bread creation at home? No. Because of the, because of the lack of pressure to grow vegetables at yep. home. Um you know, I think that it's been um, quite liberating that that I could afford to give the space over to grow three lots of fruit well. Yeah. And I think they will do really yeah. well in those yeah. beds. Well, but half a dozen currants is your black currants for the year. Yeah. That's it, it's done. Talked about that before, haven't we? And you know, a decent sized bed of strawberries, when strawberries are in season, you'll yeah. have more than you know what to do with. Well, it was just lovely to use them last year. Yeah. And. The kids loved going out there and eating them. We had loads. And I think it'll only be better this year. Yeah. Because it's like they're, they're properly established now. Yeah. We only planted them last year. Last, last well, Yeah, they should, they should be really good this year. Yeah. And then, and then I might next need year to... they might start to tail off. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, I could take some runners, couldn't I, and things like that. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, did, I did think long and hard about that other space, but I, I really would like to have... Yeah, in an ideal world, I'll be able to keep hold of that plot. That's what I'm hoping. I'm trying to be optimistic about it. I think, you, I think you, yeah. But it's about just thinking about what you eat and what is worth the space. Yeah. I don't think you eat that much pumpkin. No, I don't. So I'd no. grow dwarf ball lottie bean on it. Yeah. And I wouldn't even bother putting up any things. I've got more. I've got more pumpkins now. I've still got. Yeah. Loads of pumpkins that I've not eaten yet this yeah. year. And I, you know. And you well, probably, and, uh, yeah, but if you don't, so rows of dwarf bolotta, which will, once they're up, you won't need to do anything to yeah. them at all. Right. You don't even need to put any support up. Yeah. And you will use them. Yeah, I will use them, yeah. 
And I'll tell you what, I bet you get a few of them. Might be, might, that might be interesting too, Dwarf Bolotti bean for fresh beans and then have a wick bam of some somewhere else for great climbing ones for drying. I'll do the other way around. Do the other way around, would you? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> I'd just put the Dwarf Bolotta on there yeah. and I'd leave them on there till they're dry right, and okay. dead. Yeah. And then I'd get them all off in one day. Okay. And then process them all. Yeah. And then I'd leave the legumes in the soil. Yep. And turn it all over and then grow my spuds on it the next year or whatever it is, you know, yeah. whatever it comes in rotation. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to be going into that bed every week to pick beans because no. because it's low. Okay. Pick, pick the ones that are high. Right. Much yeah, easier, okay. isn't it? I like idea. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like ground cover, no watering, weed suppressant, really I'm good crop of something. Definitely going to need some things like that this year because I'm not going to have the energy all the time that I've had in the past. So, yeah. yeah. And then... And then one day of the whole family being up there. Right, today we're going to pick all the Bellotti yeah. on a nice dry October day where the wind's blown through it and they're all paper dry and rustling. Don't yeah. get them off till then. Yeah. Nothing else will have grown there. And then, and then you get the beans off and you don't, even, you don't have to get the plants up. Just leave them in there, let them wither and mm. die and die, turn them in, away you go. Mm. I, 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 think, I think it just depends what you eat. As far as, as, far as growing cover crop yeah so like spuds are just a no-brainer yeah if you eat potatoes well i think if we if i had some nice new potatoes we'd eat those yeah i'm not so bothered about main crop just because i can't grow enough anyway and they're cheap well you probably could grow enough i'll be you might not be able to store enough definitely can't store enough um how many sacks of spuds do you think you're gonna need oh god i reckon we do Good two bags of spuds a week, five kilo a week. So what's that? Six or seven sacks a year. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, but I think I don't think that's. I don't think I think well, you could turn the whole over spuds and just literally do all potatoes. Well, I could do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I see potatoes as being quite hard work because of all the watering you really need to do, and I will need to water them there because of the chalk. Yeah, I didn't. Water, I don't ever. Well, no, I don't. I don't water them. But oh. but the other thing about potatoes on an allotment is that they'll get blight yeah unless you grow earlies and you get them out yeah and then take your chance with the sarpos i think i I did spend a bit of time back in september or something looking at the plan for this year so i had to do the seed order really early if you remember i've got written down somewhere i have to have another look at it but i'm pretty certain i had it down as as early potatoes that would be out before we went away on holiday okay um or at least start grow acoustic Right, yeah. and they've been our best potato here yeah. this year, and they're an early potato. Mm. But then, if you leave them, they go really nice main crop. Okay, and they weren't that susceptible to blight either. Okay, all right. But I don't know if you've done your potato order yet. I haven't. No, no, I haven't. Um, they, they they've been really good. Acoustic. All yeah, right. they've been a really good variety. Very popular mm. in the shop. I looked at getting. I think it was Cara I was going to get, and then yeah, the we grew them this year as well. Yeah, and they were all right. Because I had I had um good jacket. I had a good. I had a good look at it and, and I ended up with my seed order being like 150 quid or something. I was like, no way I'm spending that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so I had to have a big old cull and then the spuds came out of it. So, Well, the car, the car, car are a good all-rounder. Really good all-rounder. Slight blight resistance, but not, yeah. not, not amazing. Yeah. Um, but you definitely need the Sarpo if you're going to grow anything past. Well, that's what I did this year. I grew the Sarpo Mira, but they, they went in really late because the ground wasn't ready. Uh, and also, if you remember, we had really cold weather right quite late last year. I remember last spring. a great deal. Yeah, my, sure my potatoes didn't go in until the end of April. That's it. Yeah, 
six weeks late. Yeah. So and then I didn't get much of a crop, and yeah. it's just no. And, I, and I've tended not to there, to be honest. I think the chalky soil potatoes need lots of lots of fertilizer, need lots of nutrient. Mm. They're, they're heavy feeders, and they need that. And um, I don't think the chalky soil has quite got that in it. No. And although I might be able to get away with doing it on the raised beds that I've gone over to no dig now, they're all used for other things because they're mostly caged in already. So I'm going to worry about fruit cages and protecting it from pests and stuff. So spuds tend to be put out in other spaces. Mm. That, you know, we'll get there eventually. Definitely early Zen. Mm. And then, honestly, if you if you if you want a, if you're not going to eat squash, really. No, no, I would, I would, I would go down that route. Yeah, because I can't think of anything else which is like, to, you know, worth the space because yeah. you're going to use it week in week out. Yeah, and um, and is low maintenance. A lot of it for me is going to be about actually not the summer crop, but now looking to develop the wider variety of winter crops. And they're going to be green, aren't they, right? You know, where is it going to be there's, like... There's nothing... Right as... There's nothing that doesn't take a lot of work in the winter, mate. Variation on a theme, I know. But in terms of... Like, I've got plenty of purple sprout and broccoli. I've got plenty of Cavallo Nero. I've got leeks right now. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've got. I might have a bit of um, chard or spinach. I did have carrots, but that frost is probably done then. Um... I haven't got any Brussels sprouts. I haven't got any other type like curly kale or red Russian. I did lose some. I tried to sow some and lost some crops. Mm. But things like that that I could have through the winter just for variety. Yeah, none of them are low maintenance though. No, I know. But... It's only the weeding. But... Yeah. And But you've got to cover them, haven't you? Can't grow anything like that outside. No, but if I could get, if I could get my rotations right, because most of the old plot is now covered... I've got plenty of covered space. Oh, I thought you meant on your new... On the new plot, yeah. But if, if I could move some things that, like, for example, the strawberries are on the old plot still. Mm. If they were on the new plot, even if just covered with a basic cover for a year, that's two extra raised beds that I've got that I've already got cover over them. Okay. I could use. And it's not... They're not high raised. They're not high covers. But yeah, I don't think strawberries is low, low, low maintenance either. No, I don't either, but... I don't think they're particularly... You can probably do them far better than I do them, but I still get plenty of strawberries most of the time. Oh, no, I'm, no, I don't think I do. Hmm. Anyway, just Or, to... I'd grow green manure for a year yeah. to get the soil amazing. That's not a bad shout. And I and I would say, this year, I'm yeah. going to grow everything I can grow on this soil yeah. to make amazing compost yeah. and amazing soil. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'll tell the people in the Allotment Society, this is what I'm going to do. This soil is so depleted, mm. it's going to have a year fallow, but yeah. I'm going to grow alfalfa, lucerne, yeah. whatever I need to grow to get that. I'll tell you what, have you, have you seen Facelia growing? No. Oh, mate. It's like borage. Right, okay, nice. But it's like, unlike, unlike borage, it is covered in pollinators. Yeah. yeah. The only problem is it self-seeds really freely, like yeah. borage. Yeah. Um, but, but that fabulous you know, stuff. I, I can see, I can see that that would give you a lot less pressure, mm. but a really, you know, years of benefit. Yeah, that's a really good shout. Right? And then, and then, I would either dig it in, yeah, or I'd make my compost bins 
and I'd put it in there. Yeah. But I would probably turn it over like you're supposed to. But you could probably get two lots of um, green manure on it in a year. Absolutely, at least. You know, your clover yeah, or at your, least. Your, whatever. Yeah. And, and actually what I would do is trim it all down or mow it all down and then probably buy in some compost and bury it. Yeah, and just spend a year yeah. getting it looking... You know, you can put your fruit trees in because they're yeah. they're more permanent features, yeah. aren't they? But rather than have to think, I've got to do all this weeding and watering and everything, mm. do something but mm. make it fit in, perhaps. Mm. That's what I think I would do. If I did, it's different if you've only got one allotment because you have to grow in it. Well, it's only half. They're only half plots, yeah. remember, so not massive. No. Um, it's about 75 square metres, I think. Yeah. Growing in total space, not growing space, total space. And so I can't, as I've said before, I can't grow all my vegetables anyway. There's no point in believing that, you know, thinking that I can. What I can do is make a nice dent in the, mm. in the food bill, particularly in the summer months. Um, but I like to grow things then that are really tasty, that are high value. Oh, that we know. Yeah, team tasty, mate. <laughs> team tasty. Anyway, I just think, you know, that might be a solution to your problem as well. Green manure. Well, if I'm still in this position in couple of months time yeah that's probably not a bad because shout. you're talking about two days work in a year yeah turn it and sow it yeah stream it and yeah. turn it yeah and then it's done yeah and that's it yeah and um and i think the difference it would make to the soil would be incredible actually yeah. i'm definitely not digging it right now that's no way that would happen no we get that little no. petrol rotavator up there but yeah it's yeah. quite shallow yeah it's a beast yeah yeah it's hard work man hard work mm. You know, on your body. It's hard work. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there are other ones which are not yeah. hard work, but that one that I've got is particularly hard work. Mm. My fin's got a rotavator, though, with mm. rear wheels on it, which mm. might, we might be able to use, like garden tractors. All right, yeah. Um, but anyway, but we yeah, could, we, that, that's an option, isn't it? Well, um, I just want to do something. I don't want to lose the opportunity to have that space because I'm not fit to do it right now mm. and then find out in three months' time that actually I'm going to be all right mm. to do it now. It just seemed crazy. That was kind of where we got to in the end. Um, but I mean, you know, to give you an idea, the, the the chicken shed was getting a bit damp the other day. I noticed, so I was like, "Well, I'll just sweep out the the shavings yeah. into a into a barra, yeah, and then put some more down." And I, I managed fifteen minutes, yeah. and I had to go and sit down. That's my number two. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> go That's on. my number two is about being better at poultry keeping at home. Yeah, all oh, right, okay. Things have kind of, I'm at the bottom end of my cycle where, yep. you know, I've got older birds yeah. and it's not looking great. I've had some rat issues as everyone yeah. does and I'm on top of the rats now finally, but it all needs re-looking at the whole system. Mm -hmm. I need to get that gravity fed watering in mm -hmm. place. I've got a treadle feeder now. Yeah. It just needs all rejuvenating and getting right yeah. so that it's a pleasure yeah. rather than a bit you know is it worth it you know what I'm saying but the cost yeah. of eggs gone through the roof um, could grow chicken feed on your empty plot mm. you could do that yeah you could grow all sweet corn then dry it and then feed it to them as dry kibble or I could grow all sweet corn and Cut it off and freeze it. You've done that before, haven't you? It didn't work. It wasn't very no, nice. Was it not? But it would have been all right for chickens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it would have been perfect for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you could definitely do that. And then you've got three eggs. Yeah. 
You could grow animal feed for your yeah. animals. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you to grow wheat on it, but it's a lot of work later on. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, yeah. It's a lot of work in it. But sweet corn, you know, would feed your birds nearly all year. Well, I was, I was, to be honest, sweet corn would get through a lot of it. My kids love it. Yeah, it's just I, I had a so couple much. of bad goes at it frozen and it never really yeah, worked. No. So no, I wouldn't. I'm not not even freezing like literally for now. eating in September. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. like the three or four weeks of eating nothing much but yeah, sweet corn. That's, yeah, that's what we ended up doing. You know, it'd be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Can you imagine? Oh, no, I did. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So yeah, you could do that and then and then use it to feed your animals, turn it into eggs. So that's definitely something you could do. All right. Where are we at? My phone battery's going to die in a bit, so we're going to have to wrap it up. It's like in the longest episode. Yeah, it's going to be a long one, isn't it? So for me, um, it's bees yep. and chickens. Bees and Funny chickens. Funny okay. enough, all the livestock. <laughs> all right, um, I'm, I've got a really quick, simple one. I'd like to use my vacuum sealer. Oh, okay, I haven't used it yet. Say your vacuum cleaner. No, vacuum so sealer. So. I got it given for me for Christmas last year, and I was thinking about using it for cheese and various other things. And I need to just crack it out. I haven't done it yet, and it's not because there haven't been reason to. It's just because I've reached for other things first. Okay. All right. And well, the so, quick fix is to make some bacon. Yep. Exactly. And just yeah. And just and just brine it in <laughs> yeah. a vacuum seal pack. Yeah. <laughs> Something as simple as that. Yeah. That's all it needs to be. I just want to crack it out, so I can say I used it. And then, if I'm not going to use it, if it's not going to make it into the into the rotation, move it on. Mm. So it's not taking up space in the cupboard Fair for enough. no reason. Yeah, all right. That's yeah. that was my next one. You got any more? Um, I think it will be the yogurt. I think so. Yogurt, bees, and get my chickens right, and get get a good system in place so that okay. they're not a problem going into the autumn, and I'm worried about them and stuff like yeah. that, and it becomes a chore. I think that that is realistically it, and um, you know there are lots of other things that I know I will do, and mm. you know the fruit beds and stuff like that at home. The only other thing is that you know I've lived with this plum this plum tree in my front garden, which doesn't make any plums because. Mm. Because I think I bought the wrong rootstock and it's mm. really high, and and I'm in that place now. Whether I just leave it and see if I ever get any plums, or I could bite the bullet and buy a nice dwarf plum tree, put it, it in, make some nice some, bowls, and have some plums. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not that. It's uh, you know, I've got some top fruit in the back field that mm. I gorilla planted, as you know. But you know, out of everything, I need to have a little Bramley somewhere in my little tiny house. Yeah. Because that's what we need. Yeah, I don't eat. I don't eat raw apples anyway. No, no. And so, you know, an M27 Bramley. Yeah. Where I'm going to get quite a lot of Bramleys probably off it in a few years' time when I'm retired. Yeah. And I want to make an apple crumble. I can well, shuffle out there and be slippers. That's where I'm going with that. With the new plot, the plot 120 is. I need to give these plots proper names. But the new plot, I'm looking at it and going, well, if I can get some fruit trees in now, yeah, and maintain that plot. In 10 years' time, I won't need to buy certain Ever. types of fruit. No, you wouldn't, you know. And Bramley's Bramley. one of the trees, it's one of the next ones on the list. Yeah, and absolutely. maybe a cherry, and then... Oh, good luck with that. I know, I know, magpies would be delighted, won't they? But but if I could get, you know... Yeah, that's why I bought my plum tree. Yeah. Because one good plum tree, that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's your jam and your yeah. crumbles and... And the plot cost me 25 quid a year, so 250 quid down on the plot for the next few years and I'm not going to have to worry about fruit whenever you know it's just crazy not to do it so I would I I, I would like uh, the trouble is I've got such a small space at home that putting a tree anywhere yeah impacts so much of my space 
Yeah. Um, Especially a fruit tree that's got that, the bigger canopy, isn't it? Like if you've got something like I've got with the silver birches, which are fairly erect, they don't interfere so much with the stuff around them. But the canopy, no, the other no, tree, fruit, fruit tree is going to really impact. And it might yeah. be that I have to go really small and do patio fruit, but it's so expensive, yeah. you know. Um, or just get better at foraging or, or, or plant some more wild ones and just mm. hope, hope that no one digs them up or yeah. what have you or... You know, yeah. or chat up a neighbour and see if I can plant in their garden or something like that. But yeah. but I, I would like there to be, um, we, you know, I've always had apple tree at the house, but um, I haven't. You know, the last one went when I took it out, put that plum in because we felt that that would be a better return for us. Yeah. But at the moment, you know, it literally, I think it actually is sparrow damage. That's what I actually think happens. Okay, they take the buds before they're ripe. Yeah. And so all, even the growing tips now, they're having them. Squirrels will do it too. I had that with I don't have back of the house. I had squirrels doing that with the apple trees. I had the apple tree there. So that's why I moved it to the allotment. Got, and hope got, got, we've got a, quite a high population of sparrows where I live. Yeah. Real, quite a big yeah. population. And, and they go around. But it never used to happen to the fruit tree. It never yeah. used to happen to the apple trees. Yeah. So whether it's a different kind of bud or something mm. going on. Mm. But um, the apple trees out the back in the field are covered every year. Yeah. Got a discovery out there, and I've and there's a cox gone in there which got battered by the deer, but it survived. So I might just have to grill a plant of Bramley out there, but absolutely, it's, it's hit and miss though that if it doesn't get managed by the parish council, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the back's not really ideal for me because, no. um, cast shade, yeah. Whereas if I could put it in and around my carport area, or I can't, I've got nowhere for it to go inside the fence no. line. You know, if it was in a boundary, I might get away with it. Or get a massive pot. I have got a massive pot at home, which yeah. has sat there for a couple of years. You get a patio or a small rootstock one. Pot's bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Another one. Yeah, you had beans there. We ground my beans in it one year, I remember. Have a bath in it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and I could probably grow quite a successful small tree in that. Yeah. I would say it'd probably be okay, don't you? I think it'd be okay that. for a period of time. Right, yeah. So I've got an olive tree in a pot smaller than that, but it, it's like starting to look a bit worse for wear. Yeah. And I think it's then about managing the nutrient in the yeah. in the pots. You're then talking about good feeding regime, obviously yeah, good watering. Good I don't think it's very realistic, if I'm honest. No, I, I, you not know. With me, it's not. I'd rather just have a small Bramley tree. Yeah. We had a really good M20, must have been an M27. Had a small Bramley tree, put it in when I moved there. Mm. And after about five years, man, that was covered that bad yeah. boy. But it kind of started to cast quite a lot yeah. of shade in the garden and my front garden's so small anyway yeah. that it didn't really work and it was my, my garden used to be a lot longer anyway yeah, yeah we I will I will sort my fruit out okay so you want to sort your fruit out as well and Top um, fruit it's my last bit and I don't know again going back to trying to do better at achieving my aims five years ago mm. I got really excited about sorting out my garage mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it still hasn't been done so that's my last one I'm finally going to get that garage into some semblance of order. It's going to be a workshop, mate. And it's going to one end is going to be a workshop. I did manage to get the the, uh, the partition wall in last year. Woo! Um, so we have got space now to make it into a workshop. We measured for a bench. Have you? We did. Oh, we you did, didn't I? we? Yeah. Not I can remember what the measurements were anymore. But anyway, um, that's be my final one. Have you got any more? Or are we are we done there? No, they're my four. Okay. All right. So your four: bees, chickens, top fruit, yogurt. Okay, and mine were. To don't list. You're going to make a list now, though. I've the new plot. 
yeah. the garage, the vacuum sealer, and some honey. Right. Oh, no, bees were mine, really. Yeah. And I'd like to just finish with some thank yous, because oh, I think hello. it's been really nice to see lots You're of people. You're feeling all the love. Yeah, well, I've been, actually. You know, I mean, obviously, I've, I've had a lot more time sitting around doing not much than I would normally do, and it's really nice to see other people interacting in the Facebook group. Yes, it is. Um, and I just particularly true. want to shout out a few people that have either started up threads or been helpful in answering me. questions. It's me. It's always you. You're always in there. You're every, every Wednesday, you put that one in, mate. Every <laughs> Wednesday. Um, but no, Kirsty Williams, and Michelle Fletcher, and uh, Rosa Hopper, Anna Tarpley, Jason Ridley in particular for just being involved in the group that I noticed when I was just making this list of things we were going to do tonight. People that have been in there, and oh, I'm sure there have been nice. others. So if I've missed you out, apologies. But thank you very much to all those people. any uh, complaints into Alan? Yeah, complaints can come to me. I'll ignore them. Um, <laughs> but no, but thank you to all those people that are interacting in the groups. And in particular, if you're one of the people that's getting in there and answering questions for newbies, that's really very much appreciated because I think that's how we, we share that knowledge. Uh, and then also to Stephen Savage, just a personal one. for He's reached out after hearing the last episode and really appreciated his uh, well wishes. So thank you very much for that. Um, obviously thank you very much to you all for listening I hope uh, you enjoyed that I know it's one of the one more popular ones we know that from the listener numbers that people, Wait, uh, uh, people uh, like these ones it's gone on for about three hours <laughs> yeah exactly I don't know I think people quite like the long ones though sometimes perhaps not always <laughs> it's um, a long journey in a car yeah exactly what it is or, or help you fall asleep it's a damn good dog walk isn't it a <laughs> couple of hours that's great um, anyway so thank you very much for listening. As I said, next time when we return, it will be just straight up episode 63. No more seasons going forward for the time being. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, but we have done 62 of these now, mate. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? I never thought we'd do that when we started out. We have. Well, uh, there you are. something happening. Exactly. Just so, like talking waffle. Well, people like listening to it as well, which helps. Anyway, so thank you very much for listening, everyone. Look after yourselves out there and uh, obviously get around to making your plans. And please do share your objectives for 2024. Resolutions. Objectives out. for 2024. Goals. People targets. have failed their resolutions already. Plans. Yeah, well. But yeah, goals, objectives, plans. It all does really mean the same thing, but you know what we mean get them in there tell us about what you're trying to do this year and, uh, and share the love some more thank you very much for listening we'll speak again soon cheers right. goodbye so ladies and gents if you've enjoyed listening to the latest episode of the Homestead in UK podcast uh, please get onto our Facebook group Homestead in UK podcast Facebook group come and follow us on uh, Instagram and all those good places and please do tell all your friends about us and uh, how much you've enjoyed listening and uh, come back again next time thank you very much for listening cheers bye bye